Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Good Screen, episode 49. I'm back with Lauren. She's feeling better. I'm back. I'm better. Thank God I don't do the podcast with Will anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that sounded miserable. Uh, it was it was definitely one of the worst ones we ever did. I only listened to the first half because you couldn't even I, was, get through it. I was so bored. No, I'm just kidding. Actually, I'm, I had a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm also kidding. I did listen to the first half, but I haven't listened to the second half yet because I haven't felt like listening to a podcast yet. Yeah. Nobody responded to the little poll we put at the end, so I guess Good. Will's not on the podcast. Yeah. I talked to him on... Uh, I think I told you this already. I talked to him mm-hmm. on Friday, and I was like, hey, like if you want to be on... You can like do every other week, and he was like, "No, <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. It, it's not really that bad. It's we, a lot. Remember when we did all the like all the weeks and and Shrek like two? Yeah, that's because we devoted all of our free time to it. We loved doing that though. It was kind of fun. Yeah, I so, don't have as much free time now though. Yeah, I don't even know how I did that. So today we have a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, did we just did we decide if we're just stretching it or we're just gonna talk about everything? We're just gonna talk about everything because what if I forget something later? I feel like I've already forgotten stuff. Okay. I didn't take notes on on the Princess Bride, and I really should have. So I guess we're gonna have like a very formal introduction to this episode. Yes. Um, so just to let everyone know before you get into the thick of things, uh, of course, Lauren wasn't here last week. No, I'm not caught up on the lore. We had a whole big like episode planned. Two movies, like normal, mm-hmm. the new normal, hashtag new normal. Wow. And we both liked both the movies. We'll tell you that much up, up front. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, like, we hesitated to record, like, the Sunday, like, a week before we should have. Yeah. And we were that like, no, was we'll the just mistake. do it later. That was the mistake. And because <laughs> it was just going to be originally, it was just going to be Baldur's Gate 3 and ninja turtles and that was it then we'd be done Mm -hmm. and so we stretched it out and we're like okay we're gonna do more then uh and then the night that we were going to record lauren had a fever and i already talked about that last time yeah so today on the good screen (laughs) we are going to be talking about the princess bride teenage mutant ninja turtles mutant mayhem we're going to talk about the rest of the bear because we finished watching that. Yep. We're also going to talk about the video game Baldur's Gate 3, which is pretty much um, a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> and we also might touch upon another show you were watching. Yeah, that I've been watching. Yeah. I watched it while I was sick. So, yeah, let's go ahead and start the show. Let's get right into it. Let's do it. All right, Lauren. What have you been enjoying on the good screen? I should I save Baldur's Gate for later? We'll I've do that en- at the end. I'll, I'll just mention I've been enjoying it very thoroughly. Yeah, I plan on playing it tonight. Actually, after we're done with, actually, no, I'm not. I have to get up early tomorrow. Yeah, <sighs> you're stuck with me. No. At the nine, now you know what, ten o'clock bedtime. I was gonna go to bed at twelve. Maybe even so. Later. Maybe I will stay up. We're gonna be here for a while. So, anyways, um. I've been enjoying Baldur's Gate 3, but we'll talk about that later. Right. I, As in, like, when we get to the end of this yeah. portion. Yeah. Um, and I have also been enjoying, uh, while I was sick last week, Yes. I was looking for something 
to watch that was kind of like I didn't have to think about right. or, or care about later. And so I chose uh, Outlander to watch. Yep. Because it was just the first thing recommended to me you've, on Netflix. And I was like, I, I know 45-year-old women love this shit. You've completed so. your metamorphosis. You're sewing. <laughs> you're watching Outlander. You're yeah. reading um, a book about werewolves. Yeah. Is that going to be your screenly shout-out? I can cut this part out. I Have you thought so. about the screenshot? I totally forgot I even read that book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, you cut that part out. All right. You can say the metamorphosis part, though. We're both like looking at each other like we know that I'm not going to cut it out. Yeah. I thoroughly edited the podcast. Well, last week I didn't edit it at all. That was all raw. Mm. And um, I thoroughly edited it, though. Like, I, I listened to the whole thing through. Yeah. And I get all the ums. Well, I don't get all of them. I get um. most of them. I did that one just for you. Yeah, well, guess what? I was talking. <laughs> if I'm talking over it, I can't. I can't get rid of the um. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, what did what did you what do you think about Outlander? I thought it, it was everything I expected, but it had a lot more sex than I thought. Yeah, like so. <laughs> a, a lot of sex and also a lot of sexual assault. A lot of rape. Um. Yeah, and uh... like, all right, I'm not, I'm not even joking. I'm gonna interject here. When Lauren watches yeah. stuff like this, I'm usually working like right behind her. <laughs> You're also working the whole time. I one day, in one single day, both times I looked over, this woman was being held at knife point and about to get gang banged or like cucked, or her her husband was gonna be cucked by like two other dudes or one other dude. Mm-hmm. In like the same, uh, probably two episodes in a row. And I was like, what? Yeah. Like, is there anything else that's in the just, show? That's just how things were in 1743 in Scotland. Yeah. And um, so what's the story? We already kind of okay. made it seem like you're watching softcore porn. but I mean, it kind of is. That's what the old, it's on Netflix. That's what the old women want. So um, the plot of the story. So it's based off a book for one. Called Outlander. Called Outlander. And there's like 10 books. <laughs> what that's a lot <laughs> yes. of sex yes and so the plot is <laughs> that so there's this woman named claire and yeah. she's married to this man named richard i forgot what the husband's name was uh, frank 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 because i remember the scene where she's like frank yeah and i was thinking of hot dogs um <laughs> wow and so- i was thinking of hot sauce Oh, Frank's Red Hot. Yeah. I was thinking of be Frank's. What if you put Frank's Red Hot on a Frank? <laughs> that sounds... Maybe if it's like mixed in with the ketchup, that'd be kind of good. Frank's Red Hot... French? Ballpark Red Hot Frank's. F- yeah. Anyway. Yeah, anyways. Um... <laughs> we found out we're bringing a meat day next year. Well, um, we brought hot dogs this year. We'll bring them again different. Yeah. Okay, go on. Um... So Claire and her husband Frank are having like a second honeymoon type thing. This is like right after World War II. She uh-huh. was on the front lines as a nurse. He worked in like spy stuff. Espionage. Espionage. So yeah, that's he what wasn't they call it. he wasn't on the front lines, but he was heavily involved with the war. Okay. And so after the war is over and the like, green night, they decide to go on a second honeymoon to scotland to get to know each other again after being apart for like five years and only seeing each other like twice during that whole time yeah so 
they go to the town in Scotland. I forget what it's called. And so, uh, her husband's also there to investigate his ancestors. Because one of his direct descendants was stationed there. Yeah. In the 1700s. I think his name is Richard. Um, I don't, I don't remember. Okay. But, so... He's there to do, like, historical digging up of him just because he's curious, but also there to spend time with his wife and, like, have sex everywhere. And, um, she's kind of just vibing. And she's really into, like, flowers and stuff. And so one day when they go to this... So one early morning, Frank is like, let's go to these local rocks called Cranadoon. And yeah. so they go there really in the early morning to see it. These local rocks. <laughs> <laughs> they Let's go, go to there. this historically significant ancient rock formation. Yeah. Is that what you meant to say? Yes, actually. Can you like clip <laughs> the local rocks? <laughs> Can you edit that in? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> she went to the local rocks she and local she rocks. loved them. <laughs> and so... She had sex on them. No, she hasn't. Oh, um, not yet. Not yet. That's uh, how she gets back, I bet. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> and so they, her husband also hears about how they're like local druids that go perform rituals there. Oh. So they go in like the really early morning hours to go see these druids like go do their thing. And it's also Sam Wayne, which is Halloween. Okay. Um, And the like owner of the bed and breakfast they're at keeps talking about like oh it's sam wayne you best be looking out for all the ghosties <laughs> <laughs> and um get to the point <laughs> i'm getting trying <laughs> anyways so it's like the 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 spirit realm is already thin because it's sam wayne and so they go see the druids do their thing and claire like feels the magic and she also sees these pretty flowers and so later she goes back to look at these flowers because she couldn't tell what they were. And while she was looking at the flowers, she felt the biggest rock like calling to her. So she goes and she puts her hands on the rock and she gets transported back to 1743. Um, and she ends up being in the middle of a feud between the British army and the Jacobites um, and she is kind of put on the like Scottish Jacobite side of things because they were nicer to her. Well, they kind of like just captured her at first and she just accepted it. And they were like, you're actually a really good healer. So you're going to actually stay here permanently. Like you're not allowed to leave. Even though she really wants to go back to Crane and do to try to get back to her I think the term is medic in a non like true fantasy settings. Yeah. Like they don't know what a nurse means. (laughs) Or nurse. Yeah. Like when she told them they were a nurse, they thought she meant a wet nurse. Oh. Yeah, but she's like a medic. They consider her to be like a, a shaman or whatever. Interesting. So, um, oh, there's one to cut out for you. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm I'm sorry. I'm thinking. So she becomes their medic, and then she also is like, in order to save her from being taken by the British. Because she, like, is British. Like, she has a British accent and stuff. So, yeah. the British army thinks that she's being held captive. Oh. Which she kind of is. But they don't want them to know that. And so, in order to avoid that, uh, but also to save the skin of this other guy that's there who's named Jamie. He's, like, an 
he's wanted by the British Army uh-huh. um, for a crime he didn't commit. Oh. And Claire and Jamie are forced to marry, but it turns out they actually really like each other and they love to fuck. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Is she cheating on her husband then? Uh, so funny thing about that is when her and her husband are like at the Airbnb or not the the bed and breakfast <laughs> <laughs> in, in in 1945. In, okay. 19, in 1945, they're yeah. at their Airbnb. Or I guess like what would that be? 47. Uh, no, the war ended in 45. It ended in 45. Oh, okay, 45. Yeah, so like 45 or 46, whatever. They they went online. Yeah, they uh, booked the Airbnb. Yeah. And so when they're at their Airbnb, they he is talking to her and he basically says like i would understand if during our time apart if you like sought comfort oh yeah. and she was upset at first she was like are you accusing me of cheating on you because i would never do that he was like <laughs> yeah you yeah right <laughs> <laughs> yeah and he was like no i'm not but i'm just saying if you did it'd be fine yeah. he was like i didn't do it but i'm just telling you if you did do it i would understand because it was hard out there on the front lines and she was like Okay, I'll keep that in mind when I time travel. Yeah, she was like, I'll keep that in the back (laughs) of my mind. And so she feels guilty at first, but his dick's just too good. So, yeah, I got like 10 episodes in. I don't know if I'll continue watching it or not. Yeah, too horny. It's it's tantalizing. (laughs) So, yeah, that's what I've been enjoying on the good screen. You know, it's kind of funny to me, like, thinking of a show like that that has, like, a strange, like, magic thing going on. There's also, like, six seasons and it's still going. Yeah, but, like, at the same time, like, it it's, like, set in, like, a, the real the real world. Yeah, it's set in, like, real history. You gotta think of, like, how, well, how much they can use that whole time travel thing and, like, the druids for, like, events in the world happening or that, mm. I, I guess, in Europe happening mm-hmm. so that is kind of interesting it's a shame there's so much i mean it's not a bad thing but like it's the same it's just a horny show its target audience is um women in their mid-40s or 50s who are unhappy in their marriages so recently divorced or recently divorced huh so wow yeah i mean when you go see it in bookstores it's next to all the fabio books really yeah you it's know, like I a almost, whole genre. I almost my read mom, that book. My mom read like all those kinds of books about like the Scottish Highlander that whisks me off my Tem- feet temptation and, and fucks a kilt. me raw every day. Temptation in a Kilt is my favorite one. Yeah, stuff like that. Um, also, speaking of, I was at the I was at the Ren Fair this weekend, which I, I guess I was going to talk about later. Ren stands for Renaissance. Thank you, Russell. Um, and I almost bought Russell a kilt just so he'd have to wear it. I'm not Scottish. It doesn't matter. You go to the Ren Fair in a kilt. Okay. You have your balls out. Are your balls, like, out in a kilt? Yeah, there's nothing under there. You have to wear boxers, right? No. Oh. Well, okay. Does that change things? No. <laughs> I'd be scared that they'd get loose. Uh, are they going to run away? <laughs> They're going to run away. <laughs> Roll away? Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. So there are two different kinds of kilts they actually sell. There's like the regular kind. Assless chaps kilt. Assless chap kilt. Yeah. But there's also like cargo shorts ones. Oh. I, really, I don't want those. I wanted to get you those. No. I, I thought it'd be I've funny. graduated from cargo shorts. I, I wear beach shorts. Now. All right. I'll just get you a regular kilt and like a big flowy white shirt so you could look like... Fabio? My Scottish Highlander. I'm not Scottish. Your beard's red. My beard is red. 
you pass. It doesn't matter. It's the fucking run fair. Yeah. Anyways, what have you been enjoying on the good screen? Well, Lauren, I'll tell you what I've been enjoying on the good screen. Good, because I asked you. I <laughs> was playing Baldur's Gate 3. It's been so long since we've had this pot, a podcast together mm-hmm. that I have played and I've been overwhelmed by Baldur's Gate 3 and I've moved on. It is overwhelming. We will um, talk about that yeah. in a minute. But however, I finally got around to getting two new games. Wow. I got a Story of Seasons, mm-hmm. A Wonderful Life. And we got the GOAT. Which is, yes, which is the remake of Harvest Moon, A Wonderful Life. Mm-hmm. I've not played that yet. But I also got another game by the same publisher, Exceed, or Marvelous, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And it is Trinity Trigger. It is yeah. a very, very different game from Baldur's Gate 3. And it is just what I need. <laughs> um, ew. Ew. It is similar to... It's kind of like a dungeon crawly action role-playing game. Mm-hmm. It is similar to Secret of Mana. And, Trials of Mana? Yeah, and Trials of Mana in that mm-hmm. in that way. But also similar to like some of the Ease games back in the day. Ease. Especially the ones... Uh, not back in the day, I shouldn't say that. Uh, it's kind of like a version of ease but they have like a party system too mm-hmm. um so it's similar to that and it is a turn your brain off silly fantasy story uh typical japanese role-playing game mm-hmm. love it yeah it's great yeah sometimes you just need like that little game you know i mean that's kind of what the outlander was for my brain too yeah just Turn it all off. Mm-hmm. Fight some things. Yeah. Don't think too hard about it. Mm-hmm. I will say, though, I was enjoying the dub of all things. I thought the voice acting in it was good. It's a Japanese It game. was funny. It was funny. It's not terror. It's not cringy. Yeah, it's not cringy. They definitely tried. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, later in the in the game when things get, like, emotional, like maybe they won't be able to pull that off. Yeah. But... At this point in the game, like, it's still pretty silly. There's weird, stupid fantasy stuff going on. The artwork for the characters is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know who the artist is, but it looks kind of familiar. And it's very good. So the game revolves around this world that is constantly... At, there are these gods who are constantly at war. Mm-hmm. And they decided they don't want to be at war anymore. So they make... Um, like champions or whatever Mm -hmm. to fight the wars for them and it becomes like a proxy war wow and so like in real life so you're so definitely something's like prophesized for your main character or whatever yeah and you have to go around and you're trying to make this stop Mm -hmm. you're trying to figure out why they do this and that's all i really know so far i played for like an hour and a half yeah but I really like it. Uh, I know. I know. It's like there's a you know typical amnesia. Oh, this character has a new amnesia. Oh, this character is definitely holding something back. They did say it. They did say that. And then I turned to you and said, "Have you played the new Cold Steel game yet?" And you said, "Oh fuck, I, I forgot, forgot about, about it." About it. <laughs> it's just been such a crazy year. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is a great game. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> I'm probably not done playing Baldur's Gate three at the like. We'll, and we'll talk about it in a minute. I'll have, I have a weird take on it. You do. But it's nice to play like a, a simple game like this again after 40 hours of Baldur's Gate 3. What? I'm looking at the... So, Russell and I got McDonald's for dinner tonight. Yeah. 
because uh, we wanted to get the Squishmallow Happy Meal, but they only had Nerf. Anyways, um, <laughs> I'm looking at the cup, and it says the McDonald's cup, as featured in Space Jam, The Office, Seinfeld, The Boyfriend, Brief Answers to the Big Questions by Stephen Hawking, uh, The Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift, Loki Season 2, and then other stuff that I don't know. What? All right, let's um, let's not drip water on the audio interface first of all. Let's not do what? that. You took my cup away. You you lifted it over. I was showing you what it said. Yeah, I took your cup away because you were dripping water on the audio <laughs> interface that cost two hundred dollars. Right. Anyways. So yeah, so I'm enjoying Trinity Trigger. Great. And I'll probably play it until Starfield comes out. Great. Two weeks away. Yeah. So, I talked about this a little bit with you. Mm-hmm. Last year, like, the big game was Elden Ring. Yeah. And that was, like, you know, that was it. That was the experience for the gamers. Uh, there were other games that came out, too. Like, there was... Um, Pokemon. Pokemon. But, like, Elden Ring was, like, the perfect game. Yeah, that was, God like, of War. Ugh. God um, of Snore. God of Snore. Um, uh, there were a lot of good games last year, but Elden Ring was like the event. Mm-hmm. This year, there have been four of those so yeah. far. There was Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. There was Zelda. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be Starfield. Yeah, I feel like that's going to be another one. Really, really close to Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah. And there's Baldur's Gate 3. Mm-hmm. So we've been playing a lot of Baldur's Gate number three i feel like i've played more than you i played 40 hours however oh maybe you have played more than me I i've restarted like, a billion times i had like 30 hours on my save but i also i restarted a lot in the beginning but then i found a good groove and i haven't had to restart in a while also i've been saving religiously so yeah so this this is totally new to me like mm-hmm. my background is i've never played dungeons the dragons I've never played any Baldur's Gate games. Mm-hmm. I never played Neverwinter Nights 2 or well, 1. the last Baldur's Gate game before this came out in like 2006. Uh, that wasn't like... That was a that was a spinoff too. Yeah. The game... Yeah. The other game that the developer did that a, some... A lot of the mechanics came from from this. What was it called? Divinity, Divinity Sin? Divinity Original Sin 2. Yeah. yeah. And that was a big game for like the PC audience. Mm-hmm. Not, not politically correct. Uh, personal computer. Personal computer. Yeah, not, not, not it's not a PC. <laughs> you game. know, I used to think PC stood for portable computer, and I was like, that makes no sense. Wow, <laughs> what do you think laptop stood for? <laughs> Laughing on these nuts. <laughs> oh. No, that's lap schlop. <laughs> um, anyways, so Larian was a pretty well known studio, or is a well known studio, and like uh, they make. Uh, computer they're called crpgs do you know that that they're doesn't called, stand for it stands for crap? computer it's no, it, <laughs> it, it stands for computer uh so that doesn't stand for crapping uh crapping re- re- really poopy <laughs> gross shit <laughs> <laughs> say it again Crappy, really poopy, gross. 
No, Lauren. It doesn't stand for crapping really poopy gross. It stands for computer role-playing game. Oh, that makes so much more sense. Yeah. So, um, I, I never got the bug for crappy really poopy gross. You know, there are no bugs in space. <laughs> yeah, there are no bugs in space. Um... So I, I never, I, I, I went down, you know, that meme where the kid has the two paths to go down. Yeah. And one of them's dark and one of them's bright. Mm-hmm. I went down the bright, no, I went down the dark one with the anime role playing With games, the JRPG. With the JRPG. Which is juicy. <laughs> <laughs> juicy, ripe. <laughs> juicy, ripe. Uh, piss. Gallons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I went down the juicy, juicy ripe piss gallons, Lauren. And um, so, so this is all new to me. Lauren has played Dungeons and Dragons. Yes, and this is making me want to play again. My my, I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast before. My one and only experience playing Dungeons and Dragons in person, because I've like I've watched Critical Role and stuff. Oh, you've also watched that. That's that's big to know too. I've watched that. I watched the McElroy Brothers with the Adventure Zone, which was a lot of fun. I listened to it rather as a podcast of Dungeons and Dragons. That yeah, did. yeah. Um. So like, I know I know Dungeons and Dragons. I and know. What do you think? D. What does D and D stand for? It stands for. Dicks and dongs. <laughs> it stands for um, dookie and dung. Cool. Yeah. Okay, um, go on. <laughs> so yeah, I know I know D and D culture. I know D and D people. I mean, I don't know like gross ones, but <laughs> um, so I did play in a campaign briefly. I was in it for a couple months. We would meet, like, once a week. Yeah. Uh, it was, like, a friend of a friend. But I just didn't fit into their friend group well. Like, like I would always ask... My biggest thing, like, the reason why I ended up leaving, because it ended up giving me really weird vibes the longer I thought about it. Okay. Was I would always ask them, like, hey, I'm stopping by Wawa before I come over. Let me know if you want anything. And then I would, like, pick up stuff from them. And they'd Venmo me back or whatever. But then they would go and, like, get food, but they never asked me what I wanted. Oh... So I thought I, you were gonna tell me they refused Wawa, and I would be like, "Get out of there!" No, no, they usually <laughs> ask for like soda or whatever, like nothing crazy. Whoa, yeah, maybe um, they just didn't know what Wawa was. They live five minutes that way. They know what Wawa is. Yeah, but like some people don't go to it. Do you know that? Yeah, I think that could be true. I don't know. Maybe they're they were their sheets people. <gasps> that might be it. Oh my god, the real red, red flag. Dodge that one. Yeah, but so I also had school at the time. It was my first semester of college. Yeah, you were so really busy. So I did genuinely leave so I could focus on school more. Yeah. But that was also like the but second reason. you got like a full campaign. <coughs> I got like a good a good portion of the campaign in. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. And I genuinely am seeking playing it again in real life. Or maybe at least like online. Because there's ways you could play it online. Yeah. Um, but I just don't know anyone to play with. You can play this game, Baldur's Gate 3, with some friends. 
I played it with my brother. Yeah. The only thing is, I just don't want to restart at the beginning of the fucking game each time. Yeah, so... Because I'm already so far. And I, it'd be fun to do, like, another campaign. So, Skyward, do you want to start a D&D thing on your server? That'd be awesome. Let's start probing about that. I know I haven't been playing Stardew, but I will make time for D&D. But also, it'd have to be fit around my schedule. Yeah. So, either very late at night, probably just really late at night, and I'll just stay up. Okay. Really late at my, late night my Our, time. Your time. Our yeah. time. Your time. I, yeah, it's a different time for me right now, even though we're sitting next to each other. Yeah, this is like midday for me. Yeah, it's like morning now for me. What? Yeah. No, it's your nighttime. It's your bedtime. Uh, I was like... Anyways. Are you joking? I'm joking. Oh, no. It's my midday right now. I still have... It is a few another hours before I go to bed. seven hours until I usually go to bed. Okay. <clears throat> What's your battery life look like on your, um, not on your phone, on your computer? 47. Okay. So, let's talk about our experience playing Baldur's Gate 3. Yes. So, uh, do you mind if I go first? No, because you started playing before I did. Okay, so I bought Baldur's Gate 3 two, almost three weeks ago now. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, again, I knew nothing about it. I watched like a little bit of a Let's Play on YouTube and I was like, this looks like fun. Mm-hmm. So I got it the second it came out. Like literally the second it was available. Because yeah. I wishlisted it and then it was like, oh, it's available on Steam. Even though it had an early access period of like almost three years. Yeah. Which is important for why it's good. Yeah. Um, I never played it. I didn't know anything about it. And I watched like 10 minutes and I was like, this is going to be fun. Mm-hmm. This is going to be worth the money, and it looks like they put a lot of time and effort in this game. So I started the game, and I instantly realized that there was a lot to do. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of choices to be made. I'm an insanely indecisive person. So it was very tough for me to make a character. And, of course, the first character I made was a wizard. Yeah. And wizards aren't the greatest class to have around. It's it's a hard class to play if it's your first time playing. Yeah. And also, if you're not like in an in-person setting where they can kind of... like. Skirt around you being a glass cannon. Yeah. I'm going to get a glass so I can get water. Keep talking. Okay. So I went through this, like, I played for a few hours. I got to the first big area, the first big town, and, like, all these conflicts. And there was so much going on. And and I was like, no, no, this is too much. I'm going to make a different character. So I made a fighter. Mm -hmm. And... And then I was like, no, you know what? I'll try the wizard again. So I went back. I went, um, I made another wizard. No, wait. Did I make another wizard? Yeah, I did. I thought you just went back to the Rizmaster. No, I went to another wizard, which was a dragonborn wizard, which I thought was hilarious. And I built him like a wizard because my original one was the, a Riz wizard. And, um, I played. Which isn't really what you want as a wizard. No. And I played decently far with the Dragonborn Wizard. Mm-hmm. And You know I was, it's a good class to play if you want to be Riz? What? Bard. Yeah, that's, yeah. Or Rogue. Or Paladin. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I played decently far. I got up to the goblin area, like fighting the goblin people. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I can't fight anything. Because I had him and Gale in the party. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I'm losing. I'm losing really bad. This sucks. Mm-hmm. So I made a, I made a fighter, and then it, it kind of stuck, because I made a, a basic fighter who hit things with his big sword. I got the big sword from the demon guy in the beginning, mm-hmm. and 
<clears throat> I was also when I was playing as a wizard, I was reloading like a lot, like yeah. a lot, a lot. And I decided for my current playthrough and the one I'll probably eventually one day finish. Um, I'm only reloading if I fail a, a battle mm-hmm. because that happens a lot. I I'm kind of on the same page too. Yeah, and honestly, like if you can party wipe and then just go. Well, I, it does give you a game over mm-hmm. if you lose everyone. It does. Yeah. I mean, that's um, what happens when you're actually playing. Yeah. Uh, I actually know. I ended my wizard run because Lazelle, the the Gith Gith Yankee girl, yeah, woman. Uh, I failed. She tried to kill me in my sleep, and I failed the strength check to like <laughs> push her off of me, and the persuasion thing for her not to kill me. Yeah. And she killed me, and I didn't have any reviving things on me, and I didn't know, like, if I could go to another character because that was my main character, and mm-hmm. I fully died i couldn't revive him Mm. and i was like all right that was my first playthrough yeah so but no i'm i'm currently i'm in act two i made it to act two Mm -hmm. and i i think it's like definitely like a a huge step forward i think it's a great game Mm -hmm. it's just so much especially for someone who's like completely uninitiated doesn't have all the time in the world to like fully invest like i don't Mm -hmm. want to this like personal thing i have a sty right now and i shouldn't be looking at my computer screen all day mm-hmm. so like if i'm playing a game i need to play something that's like not gonna like suck up my entire evening mm-hmm. um although that's getting better and it's addressed now anyway mm-hmm. but i was having some serious eye strain issues and and i was i was working all day and then i would talk about too much good screen mm-hmm. <laughs> um and then I'd get on my, my computer and play Baldur's Gate for like four hours. And, yeah. and I was like, wow, I can't do that anymore. So, and the big thing for me is Starfield is coming out in two weeks. And that's like, that's going to be it. That's going to be the game for me. Um, so, I do I do think it's great. I'll probably get back to it later. Like maybe like winter time when I'm snowed in or something. It sounds like a good... But middle of summer, I don't want to be, like, playing this game mm-hmm. all weekend in the middle of the summer. I want to go outside. I want to see my friends. Mm-hmm. And the last, like, few weekends, it was just, like, I guess I'll play Baldur's Gate, which was nice. But, like, I've seen enough to be, like, yeah, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, for me personally, like, I would recommend it to everyone. It's definitely a good screen. Yeah. But just make sure you have the time because it is a bulky mm. screen. Bulky screen. Bulky screen. Okay. Yeah. And I just finished Zelda and I was still kind of like looking for a shorter game to play after that mm-hmm. and failing miserably. Yeah. That's not this game. Not this game. And I um, <clears throat> have to play Trails into Reverie still. Just too many games. Mm. All right, Lauren. What has your experience been like? My experience has been largely fun. Okay. Um, I've only had one character this whole time. Right. She is a half-elf ranger named Bee. Bee. Yeah. And her hair looks like a fall leaf. It's like orange and yellow. Yeah. I did that on purpose. And, um... 
my first time playing it, like I sat down, like you, you were you played ste- for nine hours. You were steam sharing it to or whatever to the TV. Yeah, Steam Link. Steam linking it to the TV, and I did not intentionally sit down and play it for ten hours, but I did. You did. Um. And pretty much all that time ended up being wasted because I reloaded back to pretty much the beginning, and like redid everything. <laughs> I did a lot of that too. Well, it's because yeah. I was I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. And so, eventually, I got into a really good groove of things. The hardest part is leveling up. And it's important to do all the things in all the areas. Yeah. Like, before you go forward. Like, I originally didn't want to go down to the swamp. But I... I didn't go to the swamp still. Well, I did because I wanted to level up. Yeah. So, I went down there just to get experience for leveling up. Um... I also was really stumped with the goblin thing for a while because I didn't feel like I was high enough level, which is yeah. why I went down to the swamp. And I did level up, and it was a lot easier. Um, uh, yeah, I so like, I've already played D&D, so I know kind of how the stories work. Yeah. I know how the gameplay works. Yeah. And I really am captivated by like how beautifully they've captured it all. It's all voice acted. It's all 100% voice acted. It's all motion captured. It's all motion captured. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Talking so much, my cough seems to be coming back. Oh, great. Um, it's, it's amazing. You... <laughs> I've been laughing so much at all the things we've been seeing online. Yeah. About how a certain breed of gamer is very mad about this game because they're like, now all the other games are going to be held up to the standard about it being so perfect. Good. And it's like, yes, like there should not be like patches every single day when a game comes out to fix all the bugs. Yeah. There should not, like with Fallout uh, 76 or whatever, there should not be no story mm-hmm. when it comes out, right? Like, Or downloadable um, pay to win stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like all that is so bullshit. And so, what's 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 the developer's name again? Larian. Larian, I like read a thing about how they went out of their way to make it so that there was like no microtransactions, yeah, no purchasable DLC, no none of that because they just wanted all of it to be in the game anyways. The microtransaction was the probably millions of I don't want to say millions, but hundreds of thousands of people who bought it early mm-hmm. and played a little bit of it. Yeah. And they and, took so much of the feedback from those three years when it was in, like, early access mm-hmm. to make it such an amazing game. Yeah. And, like, expand upon the world and all the characters or anything. Because I could imagine if you went back and watched gameplay of, like, when the when it first came out in early access. Oh, the menus and everything look completely different. Yeah. I, I saw it. Like, it's yeah. so different. And so they worked upon, like, that to evolve it into what it is now mm-hmm. for, like, large release or whatever you want to call it. And now... Large release. And now gamers are getting mad because it's so perfect. And it's like, you should hold developers to the standard. Yeah. Because if... And, like, the thing is about uh, the developer, too. Like, they pay licensing rights for the Dungeons & Dragons stuff. Yeah, like they, they aren't, don't like, pay, huge. Like, Dungeons... Like, Wizards of the Coast doesn't pay them for it. Yeah. Larian pays them for the rights and everything. Yeah. And, like, they've, like, created this whole world. I mean, so, some of the places like Candle I think, Keep... I think Wizards might pay and, them... Baldur's Next Gate, time. but they might. <laughs> um, so like the places like do exist in like Dungeons and Dragons lore as well, like yeah. Candlekeep and Baldur's Gate, like exist. Yeah, in the Sword Coast. The Sword Coast, it all exists in the Dungeons and Dragons lore. Yeah. So, 
I, I just love seeing it brought to life so vividly. Yeah, it's very nice. Yeah, and um, I love um, the cast of characters. Yeah. I still need to go find Gail. Who's your party? Who's your, like, go-to party? My party right now is Shadowheart, Asterion, and Carlac. Okay. My party is usually Shadowheart, Gale, and um, Asterion. If I had Gale, I'd probably have him instead of Asterion. He just dies. <laughs> he dies a lot. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I know he's fun. Yeah, um, but he is fun. Yeah, and I am trying to romance Shadowheart. Oh, yeah, who isn't? Yeah. Shadowheart is the cleric with a... And she has amnesia, so kind of like a Japanese kind of, playing game. Kind of amnesia. Yeah, she it's wiped like her memory. Willing amnesia. Yeah, every character is super deep, and if you're looking for like, we're not gonna like spoil anything because this is like a po- we spoil a few. Well, not really spoil. We spoil movies and stuff. We're not gonna spoil. We're not gonna this. spoil this because this is just something we're enjoying. And, yeah, uh, I'm sure a lot of people on the podcast. I don't even think. Well, it's it's coming out on PS5 very soon. Yeah. So. Um, and the yeah. the thing everyone I know who has a PS5 is like in the same situation that I am. Also, not to mention this, like part of the reason why like I'm kind of hesitant to play it a lot is because uh, I think my computer's going. Yeah. And I don't think this game Something's is helping. Wrong with your computer. It's blue screening regardless if I'm playing this game or not. Mm-hmm. But for me, the game has crashed once or twice. It hasn't crashed for me yet. Uh, and it is my PC has like flat out blue screen while playing the game three times. Oh, that has yet to happen to me. Yeah. I also only play it for like an hour. Yeah. So I'm a little hesitant to like fully get into it and mm. the, my poor computer. The other thing about this game too is kind of like how people ended up learning their lesson with Animal Crossing New Leaf. Yeah. This game is best enjoyed in like one or two hour bouts. Yeah. Right because, before bed. Yeah. Just like with a real Dungeons & Dragons campaign, like you only play it for a few hours. Yeah. You don't sit there. Well, some some campaigns do sit there and play for like 10 hours because they only meet like once a month. Yeah. But mostly it's like... I could see this game being very frustrating, like, if you just play it all day long. Yeah. Or, like, like tiring. Because it's not like they're random... Eventually. It's not like there's random battles or anything. Every battle, like, every fight has, like, a different, like, surprise, here, this person's gonna do this to you now. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's... I didn't expect that. I should probably you know, reload and... Do you know what my, like, go-to thing is? What? So, uh, B has the, um... Like, ensnaring vines. Yeah. Thing that they can do, like, ranged. Like, as a ranger, with, they, they shoot. They shoot the gun. <laughs> and, no, she shoots the arrows. And it it's like a spell where, like, it twists the, the victim and, like, vines so they can't yeah. move. And they also it have, It immobilizes like, them. Yeah, they have disadvantage. Yeah. We have disadvantage then, and they have disadvantage. Oh, okay. And so that helps a lot with boss fights. Yeah. Okay. I just use Hunter's Mark. That That's good, too. Yeah. I just got that. I got a piece of armor that has it on it. I got it as a, like, level 5 spell. Oh. Or, like, Ooh, not a level, level five, 5 spell. spell. No, because you... There are spell slots up to level... Are there level 4 spell slots? I forget how... What there are what, level 4s. I yeah. Think. I just got level 3 spell slots. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um. But, yeah. So, again, going back to the computer, like, everyone... Mostly everyone I know is playing it on, like, aging computer hardware. Uh, I know Tyler is. Um, John? John is not. No, John's is new. Uh, John's is newer. Someone else, uh, someone I work with, I think. 
and we're all like yeah i'm gonna get this for ps5 too yeah so i feel like once it hits ps5 and like all the non-pc play play, non-computer people (laughs) play the rpg on the not computer the crpg on the not computer yeah uh, i think it's gonna get even more popular or you'll get more people with that mentality of like that um games being held at the higher standard yeah and then the rating goes down i don't think so i don't think so either i think we were looking at what was it you were on looking at the rating just now uh, metacritic metacritic it all it went there's down no point. bad there was only one bad review we saw and it was obviously someone trolling it was it was a fucking he troll. did make a good point that he said a game isn't enjoyable if you have to save and reload to enjoy it to its full fullest extent yeah but then i made the point that like with the new like nintendo retro games you can yeah, play you can rewind time you can too. literally rewind it and redo something over again he also said i'd rather play basketball than chess which i thought was hilarious um anyway so that's Baldur's gate 3 yeah a game we're both very enjoying i I give it a very good screen i give it a very good screen too yeah Um, it's just a shame that too many games are coming out and i had to prioritize other stuff yeah uh also skyward let me know about the dungeons and dragons thing yeah i i would i would not be willing to dm it but i would definitely be willing to play so if someone in the in your server is willing to dm it i'd be so down to help organize it and participate um it sounds fun it does sound like fun yeah okay well let's let's go ahead and uh since we've talked about what we've been enjoying on the good screen we are ready to talk about movies yay we watched we went to the movie theater almost a month ago now (laughs) literally like three weeks ago three weeks ago and we went to go see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is the newest Ninja Turtles movie. Yes. It was directed by... It was not directed by... It was um, executive produced by Seth Rogen, and he did the screenplay as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to pull up my notes. Hold on. Let me, let me start that over. Okay. Okay. So, the newest Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah. It was directed by Jeff Rowe. He also directed The Mitchells versus The Machines. Okay. I heard that was good. I heard that was good, too, but I haven't watched it. And he wrote a few episodes of Gravity Falls. Oh, okay. Uh, that was probably the most notorious thing I found on his Wikipedia page. All right. Well, he's got a really good first start. Like, start. Yeah. Seth Rogen did the screenplay. <laughs> <laughs> He did the screenplay and executive produced and did a voice. Yeah. Okay. This movie is starring Micah Abbey, Shimon Brown Jr., Nicholas Cantu, and Brady Noon as Donatello, Michelangelo, Leonardo, and Raphael, respectively. Mm-hmm. Is this like their first roles? Two of them, it's their first roles. The other two were in other movies before this, I think. Okay. Um, don't t- don't ask me which ones were and which ones weren't. Okay. I just know that two of them, this was their first role. They wanted to make it a point that this is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'll so get back to teenagers. that later. So they got teenagers. Which, honestly, I love. Yeah. I, I, I also it was just a... love how the voice acting was mostly largely done by, like, 
non-prolific actors. Oh wait. Except the one. Oh wait. Wait. Other than oh, other wait. than Seth Rogen, you and, and you did and, not. And what's your name? Yeah, yeah. You did not pay attention at the credits of this movie. If... No, why would I? Fuck the credits. Okay. Um. All right. So it also stars. Ayo Edebiri as April O'Neil. She was uh, Sydney in The Bear, which yeah. we'll talk about after this probably. Um, John Cena as Rocksteady. What? Seth Rogen as Bebop. Jackie Chan as Splinter. Ice Cube as Superfly. Post Malone was Ray Filet. What the fuck? But he used the uh, stage name. And many other celebrity voices. There were even more. I didn't, um, Paul I didn't... Rudd was also a voice of one what? of the goons. Yeah. Like... I thought this was like, oh, wow, like new voice actors. And then like everybody else is like an A-list celebrity. Oh, no. However, I was you would never know. You would never know. You would never know. But I like what they did with the main cast and Jackie Chan being Splinter. I, I didn't was... know. I didn't know Jackie Chan was Splinter. Yeah. The film was announced in June of 2020. Mm-hmm. It was likely written throughout COVID. So we, we can't escape this with new movies, really. No, we're still not going to escape it later. Rogan went on the record stating it would lead it would lean into the teenage part of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. He said, as a lifelong fan of Ninja Turtles, weirdly the teenage part of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was always the part that stuck out to me the most. And as someone who loves teenage movies and who's made a lot of teenage movies and who literally got their start in the entire profession by writing a teenage movie, which was super bad, mm-hmm. I think. Oh, okay. I never watched that. We should watch that sometime. The idea of kind of honing in on that element was really exciting to us. I mean, not disregarding the rest, but really using that as a kind of jumping off point for the film. And it was. It was a, you know, coming of age, like, um, it was definitely... It was like an acceptance movie. It definitely felt like it was for teenagers and um, the characters were teenage turtles yeah which you can't say the same for like the michael bay movie or like even the original one yeah because like they just didn't look like teenagers they they look like teenagers in this yeah they look like dorky little teenagers like the michael bay ones are roided up yeah i didn't like those the cart and and i never saw them but i really didn't like them the current cartoon is more like teenage turtles Mm mm-hmm but the one when I was a kid, which another bullet dodge, like Transformers and Ninja Turtles were around when I was a kid, but it was newer things like Transformers Armada or the Fox Ninja Turtle show. Yeah. But even those Ninja Turtles were like, um, they never gave me the teenage vibes. They they, yeah. they looked like adults. And then they did... <laughs> Adult turtles. Who was it? The You know how like the Sonic movie, they were originally ugly and it was made... And like before that, the same guy did the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, and they looked like fucking weirdos. Sure. Did he? Yes. Okay. Um, like I didn't the like TMNT that. movie, the yeah. the first, yeah. But those they looked so. like they looked like teenagers though. No, they didn't. They didn't. Oh, no, anyway, they looked like gross. All right. So scary. this is the first time all four turtles were portrayed by teenage actors. So revelation leaning in on the inspiring new talent yeah uh apparently casting jackie chan and ice cube was very easy to do Mm -hmm. i mean ice cube's down for anything yeah the art style was inspired by director rose 
school notebooks and more so by Spider-Verse and, mm-hmm. and Puss in Boots and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Probably less Puss in Boots because that was that in was development a lot more during, recent. yeah. The score was composed by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. They both also worked on the Social Network score. Do you know who Trent Reznor is? No. Uh, he's like the uh, the singer and like the the band part of Nine Inch Nails, like the writer oh, okay. of Nine Inch Nails. He writes the songs. Yes. Does he sing the songs? He sings the songs too. Okay. But he went on to do like some movie stuff. He did The Social Network and he did uh, Girl we, with the Dragon I Tattoo. Don't, I don't know either of those. You don't know either of them. Anyway. But he did this movie, too. He did Ninja Turtles, too. Wow. He's a dark, brooding dude, and he did the Ninja Turtles movie. I mean, yeah, he's Nine Inch Nails, man. Yeah, Nine Inch Nails. Um, I wonder what he likes for breakfast. Corn? (laughs) Yes, he likes corn. (laughs) He loves corn for breakfast. Like his song, he's like, you get me closer to corn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Cobb. No, 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 no. Cobb. Cobb. Uh, <laughs> I ruined that joke. <laughs> it was a bad joke to can begin I, Can I do that again? <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm going to okay. cut that out. What does he like for breakfast, Lauren? Corn? No. Cobb? I, I'm, I'm, was I supposed to say Cobbs? No, no, no. All right. That, that was stupid. <laughs> okay. You get me closer <laughs> Corn. <laughs> you get me closer to corn. But Cobb makes so much sense because the word is like God. Yeah, but corn is just like an adjacent genre. Yeah, you get me know, closer whatever. to corn. <laughs> that face when you get closer to corn. <laughs> That's every time you get on that road there. Every time we drive out on the road, you're going to crash your car tomorrow because you're getting so close to the corn. I'm too close to the corn. getting closer to Cobb. <laughs> I can't believe we didn't make any jokes about that song when we did Children of the Corn. What song? You get me closer to corn. I don't know. We just came up because with that Because we just came up with it. You didn't even know who Trent Reznor or Nine Inch Nails was. We're going to go re-record that and, and include that joke there too. Okay. What were we talking about again? Corn? Um, Nine Inch Nails. Nine Inch Nails, You're yes. trying to make a joke. All right, so this movie I, features... Wait, wait, wait. It's going to bother me. What's the original punchline to that joke? What? What... You said, what do they prefer for breakfast? I was just asking you that off the cuff. Oh. I There was no, there's no pun. Oh, I thought that was like was a joke. I was just asking you a question about him. Because <laughs> you didn't know anything about him. Okay. Anyways. Um, <laughs> this, this movie features a lot of hip hop, specifically East Coast hip hop, mm. with many of the songs being ones Rogan and Roe would regularly listen to. It didn't specify if it was in high school or now. I'd assume then. I would assume then, too. Um, Rogan said the soundtrack was also inspired by Tony Hawk games because he wanted it to be varied. Yeah, it did give me those vibes of, like, Tony Hawk soundtrack. Okay, I, did, I didn't get that. Now that I think about it, it does. Uh, this also features the song What's Up by, by Four Non Blondes. And the, He-Mix, up, he, the He-Man... Um, that's no, a different song. That's a different song. That's a different song. Um, the He-Man song. The He-Man remix of What's Up. Yeah. Uh, originally, there was a song by our favorite artist, Trent Reznor, 
and Atticus Ross that was in the chase scene there in that part of the movie, which we'll probably talk about later. Yeah. But they replaced it with that. Can you imagine like making your own original song? They're like, let's put the meme song in from 20 and 2010. Literally. I'd be embarrassed. I mean, it was kind of funny. It was amazing. It was really good. All right. Um, box office. Ooh. <laughs> Wait. What? What? I copy and pasted something in here in the box office thing that wasn't the right thing. We do not have box office statistics because I did not press copy when I copied the paragraph. Do you want me to look? No. It'll be a mystery. Okay. It did really well. Yeah. It did really well and they greenlit sequels and a two season TV show on Paramount Plus. Oh. We'll see if that happens after the writer's strike. Because I'm pretty sure Seth Rogen's on that picket line. Yeah. All right. And uh, returning to the podcast, Lauren, I have two Metacritic reviews. Okay. Go off, King. The first one is a good review, but not a great review. It's a mm. seven by Tom Monday. Okay. Tom said, the turtles all talk at once because that's what teenagers do. If you hate this, then burn your copies of The Goonies which is the same fucking thing. The movie is good. Full stop. Great action. Awesome style. Best Turtles movie ever made. I dare any other reviewer to make a claim otherwise. This coming from a kid who saw the first two movies in cinema back in the 90s. So, but he gave it a 7. Yeah, I was going to say, what Sounded did he more like, like a nine. that he made it a 7? Yeah. Something All right. should have been a 10. And then I got one from Vadim Kaspersky. He gave it a 1. He said it was a terrible cartoon. Almost everything about it is terrible, except for a couple of good jokes. Who came up with the idea to make the turtles zoomers and so stereotypical? Bebop and Rocksteady listening to Trap is just what? Maybe the final message about mutual assistance is still nothing, but in general, it all works very poorly. Expectations were higher. So he wanted them to be teenagers, but he didn't want them to be... To current teenagers this if if current teenagers watch this and it didn't reflect them they would be they like would what be the like fuck this is, is this? weird what did, did, did the guy wanted to be teenagers of the 90s like if they want that yeah, they just watch the cartoon 40 year olds literally or i guess 30. almost 50 no teenagers of oh, the, teenage 90s the 90s would be like almost 50 now they'd be my mom's age yeah yeah yikes yeah because my mom graduated the same year you were born yeah yeah so, um, his review is not valid. No, that is so invalid. Like, if you if you don't like kids, just say it. Yeah, just like, stop going to these movies, creep. Don't go to kids' movies if you don't yeah, want to weirdo. see kids in movies. All right, Lauren. So, now we got to talk about the reviewers that their opinions really matter. Us? Us. Yes. Lauren, mm-hmm. what did you think about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem? I thought it was astounding. I loved it. It was really I, good. There was a point in this movie where I leaned over at Lauren. We went to go see it kind of like whatever. You know, yeah, we didn't we even like, like get oh, our it's, tickets it's in on, advance. Whatever. Yeah. We we went in and like halfway through the movie, I leaned over to Lauren and I'm like, I love this. Yeah. If if I was a teenager uh, when this came out, I'd be a I'd be a converted fan. Mm-hmm. Um, this was great. I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. I thought. Um, 
every Ninja Turtle is distinguishable, which yes. I feel like... In That's most... one of the things I hated when I was watching the cartoon growing up. They yeah. all felt the same, but with different voices. And different cloths on their face. Yeah, they were... Even just visually, they were indistinguishable. They take their cloths off at the end? Yeah. <laughs> is that the right word? Their masks. Masks? Yeah, they take their cloth off. <laughs> oh, they take off their little turtle Stop! Cloths. Stop! <laughs> censoring did you ever this is probably too much but remember that video on youtube called pizza time okay i don't think it's on youtube anymore this is an audio medium i shook my head no yeah so there was this old video on youtube called pizza time Mm -hmm. where it was a pizza sitting on the floor okay and there were four ninja turtles and they all you know no onto the pizza and it was on youtube were there penises in it they were like these like green cylinders that like were supposed to be wieners oh no true internet veterans know what i'm talking about but that was like the only ninja turtle thing i knew for a while what the fuck the fucking pizza time video no my parents had like a dvd one of the old movies for us i heard the old movies are were pretty good like the ones where they were like in suits yeah those ones are pretty iconic don't you remember when we went to that one comic book store next to the movie theater Mm-hmm. in lancaster and they had some old teenage mutant ninja turtle movie on where they're like back in like edo period japan oh yeah that was like the third one yeah 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 i think those movies were all really good mm-hmm. yeah this is impossible to find on youtube nowadays look for it elsewhere i will so again i i'm kind of interested in it now like mm-hmm. i have the apple arcade game which is basically hades with the ninja turtles oh that sounds awesome yeah and i was playing that a little bit before this movie came out not knowing that the movie was coming out yeah and i was like that's pretty cool but now i'm like oh maybe i'll like actually play more of that game mm-hmm. or like try the one on ps5 or switch or whatever the mm-hmm. shredder's revenge um uh, but yeah i really liked it um i liked the um choices they made with the villains i, I like that they didn't choose shredder yeah i like how shredder wasn't the villain of this one but he's obviously going to be the next one I liked the art style. I liked how they looked like funky drawings. Like, it wasn't just like like how in Spider-Man, it's like just got the lines to it. Yeah. They looked like like chunky drawings, like odd proportions, but they were also unique, and it made it really fun. Yeah. I just found the video. Oh, okay. I'll show it to you later. Okay. It's a little more graphic than I thought it was. Oh. So. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they made it really fun. Um, also, another point that I'm thinking of going back to the guy being upset they're not, like, teenagers of his day. Yeah. Because, like, teenagers in the 90s had, like, that Californian Valley Girl thing to it. Or, like, Ma- Michelangelo definitely did. Yeah. The kids don't talk like that anymore. They... Every kid talks like they're from California now. No, they don't. I work with kids. They don't talk like that. They don't talk like that? No. Oh. My cousins do. That's because they live in Reading. (laughs) A bold, (laughs) very bold (laughs) statement. (laughs) Um, No, they're... But they're... It's not as bad as then. Are you talking about your female cousins? Yeah. It's not that bad. 
Okay. That's kind of just everyone kind of has like the Valley accent now. Not like Valley yeah. Girl, but like the the cadence. the Bay Area. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not me though. I'm full Pennsylvania. I don't know what mine is. I'm full PA. Dutch. I'm from South Carolina, but I don't sound like it, so I don't know. Yeah, you sound normal. We both have very neutral, uh, according to me. You thought that I was from like California. You thought that? The test. The test? It had like an inconclusive result, but mostly California. Yeah, I remember that. It, it pinpointed me because I, I called it a hoagie. I, it's a sub I called me. a sub a hoagie. Yeah. Anyway, um, going back to Ninja Turtles, uh, I thought that this movie was phenomenal. I really, it was also nice to see like a movie theater full. There, there were a lot of kids in the movie theater, but they were teenagers. Yeah, they're all teenagers. And they were like hooting and hollering for the movie. They yeah. loved it. They loved the movie. Mm-hmm. And I, it just brought back like when I was a kid and I'd see a movie with like teenagers in it and I was like 10, you know, yeah. about to be a teenager in a few years, which felt like forever. Yeah. I'd get so excited and be like, wow, I can't wait to, even though I'm not a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, uh, te- being a teenager is going to be so cool. Yeah. I get to hang out with girls. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I wonder what t- being touched by a girl is like. You want to find out for another 20 years. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no, I found out in high school. It was nice. You were touched, touched, though. Oh, yeah. I was. I was a pretty big loser. That's okay. I didn't date anyone in high school, so you got farther than I did. Yeah. Anyways, um, man, you know what? If I was a turtle, though, I'm pretty sure they would have been all over me. I would have really came out of my shell. Shut up. <laughs> I would have came out of my shell if I was a turtle in high school. You know what I mean? I'll show you what it looks like to come out of your shell. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Ew. You're gross. So it was nice seeing like that kind of like you know, the the meme for like kids these days is like oh they're you know let me put Subway Surfers on the bottom of the screen yeah stuff like that like they seem very invested in the movie and yeah I, I want to say one of them was jumping up and down at the end, uh, but I don't know it was a few weeks ago I don't make a point to stare at children I don't stare at them either but like <laughs> <laughs> when someone starts jumping up and down in a movie theater it's kind of like you notice it you notice it yeah. I didn't notice it. But, uh, yeah, so I thought it was very good. Mm-hmm. I liked the soundtrack. I liked the art style. Yeah. I liked the flow of the movie. It felt very, very fast. Yeah. Um, it was predictable, but again, like, come on. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a kid's a movie, movie, first kids, of all. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Seth Rogen jump scare at the beginning was uh, a little <laughs> bit much. Uh, Lauren did not know Seth Rogen was involved with this movie. No. And did she was you? like, yeah, I did. Oh. She was, it also said it like we saw a trailer for this before and it said from the I don't fr- think I saw a trailer for it. We go to see the same movies together, Lauren, and yeah. um, it was definitely in one or two of those movies. Okay, well, I was not paying attention, obviously. But, um yeah, so uh just to warn you if you see this in theaters if you still can. I don't know if it's still out. I'm sure it's still out. Um Seth Rogen will be full screen uh before it starts to let you know how much he loved making this movie, yeah. which I thought was nice. Yeah, that was a nice touch. It seemed like he really, like, this was more like a, a passion, passion project. project for him. Like, as a fan. Mm-hmm. Again, he's the 50-year-old who was the teenager in the 90s. Was he 50? He's probably in his 40s. I was going to guess at least 40s. Yeah, he's probably, like, mid-40s. But, like, he's doing well. 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he looks good. He looking better. It's all that weed. Yeah. He's forty one. It preserves you. He's forty one. Oh, I thought okay. Yeah, so he might have been like a kid when uh, not less than a teenager. So again, kind of like inspired, be like. Yeah, yeah, he would have been a teenager in the 90s. Being a teenager is all about eating pizza. <coughs> he would have been born in, like, 92? Or 82? <laughs> so he... Whoa! 82? So he would have 82, been... 82, yeah. Yeah, he would have been a teenager in the 90s during yeah. peak TMNT. Yeah, he would have. So, yeah. Did you know Ninja Turtles actually started as a gritty... As the as the gritty. Hold on, what are we doing with the gritty? I shouldn't have paused there. He they started out as like a gritty, like serious comic book. Mm. Was that a yes? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought the grittiness came and from like people being edgy. So there was an original comic book where it was gritty, and there, every time I say that, I just think it's fucking <laughs> gritty. It was gritty. <laughs> it was like a serious tone. You could say dark. Dark. It was a dark. You know, Instead take of Gwitty. ninjas in in New York City in the eighties or whatever, yeah, and and then they made the cartoon, and then they made the movies, and it just kind of like snowballed into something for kids. Yeah. However, IDW, who makes the not they don't make it like they publish the Sonic comics that yeah. I get, uh, they brought it back to being a, a serious, a semi serious town, I think. Mm-hmm. But they also published one that's like set in the future called The Last Ronin. Hmm. That's about like all of them, but I think Michelangelo. Mikey's dead. dead? All of them but Michelangelo. Oh, Mikey's the only one left. Yeah. Uh, whoever the nerdy one is Leonardo. Leonardo? Yeah. Purple? Blue. No, purple. Purple? That's think... Raphael. No, red is Raphael. Purple is. Michelangelo. No, Michelangelo is orange. Oh, shit. Donatello. Donatello. I think all but Donatello... I'm probably wrong, but, like, it's supposed to be really fucking good. Okay. And they're making a game based on it. Oh. That's, like, kind of, like, God of War style, like, fighting. Okay. So, that's pretty cool. I'll probably play that. Cool. So, I'm I'm enjoying it. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I'll check out the comics, probably. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah. Uh, what? Uh, any other closing comments you have on Ninja Turtles? I just love seeing a movie made for kids um actually no let me let me back that up let me rephrase i love seeing a movie that can equally be enjoyed by adults and kids yeah but isn't so like one of my issues looking back at the mario movie was that yes it was for kids but it leaned too much into the adult audience of it oh i didn't think that at all in hindsight i think that i thought that that was for kids and i felt gross watching it hmm more i thought but about it. this feels like equally for both like yeah. it'd be a good movie if you have like a, a teenager who's in their phase of hating you like you take them to see this yeah and and they maybe learn something but probably not actually but it and makes they, you feel better and right. you go and you enjoyed it at the end and then you go and get like pizza and a milkshake after exactly yeah yeah good for the whole family genuinely i would i would love to watch this with my children wow yeah Although right. maybe by the time they're teenagers, it won't make sense anymore. It might not. Yeah. They'll call us old. Yeah. Although this right, we are going to be old by the time we're going to be kids. very old. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I really liked it. I thought it was one of the better movies I watched this year. Yeah, I agree. And um, I would recommend this to anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, just know that uh, when you it comes to streaming time, you're going to have to get Paramount Plus to watch this. Uh. So 
sense. Take that as you will. Doesn't Warner Brothers own the rights? Uh, Paramount. Paramount does. Paramount owns <clears throat> Paramount Plus. Did you know uh, that? Viacom. No. Yeah. Well, I I knew the Paramount Paramount Plus thing. I didn't. Yeah. I just didn't know who owned the rights to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, Paramount. Okay. Nickelodeon, specifically Nickelodeon, which oh. is owned by Paramount. Fuck everyone. Fuck this bullshit <laughs> streaming service. I don't give a shit. I'm gonna buy this on Blu-ray, probably. Let's get the Criterion version. I don't think, I don't think there's going to be a Criterion version. The next movie you talk about has one. It does. But, and I didn't know that until I was doing the research. But I think... And it comes with a lot of cool stuff. I think I'm going to get this just for the special features to see, like, you know, what it was like behind the scenes making this movie. Yeah. Special features are nice. Yeah. Commentary's fun. It would be cool to do a YouTube thing talking about special features on current Blu-rays. Hmm. And maybe older ones. That'd be pretty cool. I'm trying to get the, the YouTube thing down. I've been talking to Lauren about it a lot. Yeah. I was thinking about doing like mostly just books mm-hmm. to like make it different from the podcast. Become a book YouTuber. Uh, yeah, but also upload a podcast about literally called the the Good Screen. Yeah. Um, but I also thought about doing books and games. Would you include manga with books? It would be like alternating weeks. Mm. Yeah. But I don't know. I I just had to put something out there for like yeah. a few months and be like, do, do I like this or? Hmm. But uh, doing special feature reviews would also be interesting and something that you could do with me. Yeah. If you really want to. Sure, if I have time. Yeah, if you have the time. Somehow. We're just trying to fill the void because when you don't upload on YouTube every week, your videos get lost. Yeah. To the ether. Start posting shorts of our funny parts. Yeah, I'll post a short about me discovering Ninja Turtles through the porn video. Yeah, post one about me making the 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 gallon piss joke. Yeah, I don't know how much that's gonna come through because it was a lot of laughing. It clip cut out the laughing. Okay, it'll just be like <laughs> a, a straight cut. Like, could you say that again, Lauren? <laughs> but um, yeah, I really liked it. Um, I really liked this movie. I thought it was great. Um, mm-hmm. I really hope that the the writer strike doesn't affect any of the sequels or the tv show because i'm sure I, well that's going to be in the next footnote in wikipedia articles instead of it was delayed filming because of 2020 yeah. it's going to be it's delayed filming because of the 2023 writer strike yeah it got canceled because of the writer strike uh, it's going to be a lot of that honestly if if it gets canceled from the writer strike was it even worth it to begin with maybe what if, like, your favorite show got canceled? Did you know this doesn't affect anything made outside of the U.S.? Well, I guess it makes sense, but... Yeah. So, like, House of the Dragon, that's filming right now. Because hmm. it's not filmed in America. It's not written or Well, directed. yeah, those actors are part of a different union. Yeah, they're part of a different... Do they unionize in... Man, this is so, like, American of me to ask. Do they unionize Do they have unions in, in, like, European countries? Do they have unions in Australia, Skyrim? I think they just, like, pay people better. Do they have unions down under? I don't know. Unions are very See like in my that. in my eyes like unions are just part of the American history. I think there's unions in in the UK. There might be in the UK because they're kind of similar and a little few. Anyways, uh, let's uh, switch gears, Lauren. <laughs> Last time we were on the podcast together, we watched half of season two of The Bear. Yes. And on that podcast, we said. It feels like this season is just a lot of buildup and a lot of nice things happening and very cool and very awesome yeah. and very, isn't it cool being a chef? 
It was like, <laughs> learning more about being a chef. Yeah. And all the stress was gone. Mm-hmm. And then we watched literally the next episode, <laughs> which was about someone driving a car through a house, basically. Yeah, it was about a, it was a Christmas story. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, did you unpause? Yes. Okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, so um, it was like a Christmas, like back in the past when Carmi's brother was still alive. Yeah, it's like five years before. Yeah, like five or four years before um, Michael, what's his name? Died. Died. And you just find out so much about how dysfunctional that poor guy's family is. Yeah. And how Oof. everyone has had to get him. And it was very uncomfortable. And then the rest of the, I would say the next few episodes were like, really like, if you thought like the first five episodes were like, oh wow, this is really like nice and the character development and everyone's mm-hmm. having such a good time. The next, like until the last episode, were like, oh wow, this is like a lot of character development. And so much. So much is happening. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> I lost a chance of thought again. And then so, the last episode. Then the last episode hit. The last episode took me for a spin. I don't even want to really talk about it on here because I'd rather people just watch the show. <laughs> it's on Hulu. We said it before. It's very easily bingeable. It's very bingeable. We yeah. watched it in a couple weeks. Just get past the frustration of the first season. I wouldn't say good. it's frustrating. A lot of oh, I was extremely frustrated with the first few episodes because how stressful it was. Oh, I it was hard to watch. Oh yeah, for me. But it gets better. Like it's very good. Like storytelling. Every character gets fleshed out. So much. Yeah, the ones that you like the beginning of the show. Like I, I want to go back and watch like the first few episodes again. Yeah. Because like the beginning of the show, you're like, oh, fuck this guy, fuck this lady, and then by the end of the show, you're like rooting for him. Yeah. And like they're doing better, mm-hmm. and everything's like. All the pieces are falling together. And the thing about the end of the show is like, or the, the end of the second season, I really hope that they make a third season of this show. I think it's already in production. Um, but it comes out like each year, so it won't come out till next year. Oh, uh, okay. Because like um, this came out like, season two came out like end of spring, beginning of summer. Yeah. Like we were late on the train for it. We were a little late. Oops. So the next one's not going to come out till like next spring. But that's okay. But uh, yeah, so I was going to say something. The end of the the end of the season isn't like a disaster. No, it's actually really positive. It's very positive, but it's also very sad. Very sad. A few bizarre things happen in the end that definitely set up a third season, mm-hmm. but also kind of leave you wondering like, what are they like? What's you know? Obviously, things are successful with the business and everything, and yeah, and like, what are they? Uh, what's the next season going to be about? But I'm sure there'll be something. Yeah. They have to get that star. Yeah, they have to get the star. So we really liked that show. It's a definite great screen. Great screen. Fantastic screen. Amazing yeah. screen. Good screen. Um, go ahead and watch it if you can. Mm-hmm. Try it out. It'll make you never want to work in a restaurant ever. No. Or maybe it'll inspire you. Who I knows? have a question for you, though. What? Do you think that Claire is a Manic Pixie dream girl? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh, I was really feeling that one. Getting. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> I need to find me a girl like that. Just kidding. All right, go find her then. Bye. All right, I'll go. I'll go sit outside the hospital and wait. <laughs> you just want a nurse? <laughs> you just want a nurse? No, I would hate that because she'd never be home. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm already but, never home. But yeah, Claire was definitely like um, 
I wouldn't say an objectification girl, but she was definitely like, let's make a girl that every guy would want that so that they feel terrible when things go down with this girl. Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Yeah. That, yeah, that'd be it. So, yeah, great show. Everyone who, five listeners of this podcast should definitely go out and see it. Yeah. Watch it. Yeah. All right. Well, that was faster than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. But that's probably for the best, you know? Yeah, we got a lot to talk about still. We do have a lot to talk about. So, Lauren. Yes, Russell. The second movie that we watched. Yes. In the last month. <laughs> was. The Princess Bride. The Princess Bride. Yes. All right. All right. I did the research for The Princess Bride. There's a lot. Okay. There's a lot to say about this movie. All right. Um, first of all, it came out in 1987. I wasn't born yet, and neither were you. Neither was I. My mom was in high school. This movie is a classic. Yes. Um, so, it was directed by a guy named Rob Reiner. Okay. Who, he mostly did acting before this. He did a little bit of directing, but it was mostly acting. Um, as a teenager, he was in the, the original The Batman Show. Oh. Uh, Andy Griffith. I don't know. It didn't say. No. Um, probably just some small roles. Uh, the Andy Griffith Show and Beverly Hillbillies. Oh. So, like, all the 1960s, 1970s quintessentials. The golden age of television. Yes. Okay. Um, he also directed When Harry Met Sally, Stand By Me, okay. and a movie that I have seen called The Story of Us, which oh. I had to watch for a communications class in college last year. Yeah. And I hated it because the plot was so stupid. It was, was like it corny? No. Opposite. It was these parents who were getting divorced. and oh, they no. They decided to come together and get divorced. But they wanted to like give it their all for their kids. Of course. And so um, they decide that they're going to, like, while their kids are in summer camp, they're going to spend their time separated and figure it out. And when they get back from summer camp, they're going to tell them. And then so they go and they pick up the kids from summer camp. And instead of telling them, they both have this revelation of being like, we actually love each other and we've been together so long like it would be such a waste of time if we divorced that that was wow that was the decision in the end and when i had to write my essay for it i included like a whole section being like you didn't ask for like my opinion on this movie but i'm gonna tell you i think this was really stupid and they should have just divorced wow anyways princess bride had a budget of 16 million 60 or 16 16 okay and a total box office revenue of thirty point nine million. Wow! Uh, this movie was pretty much an instant like cult classic. Um, like it did well in theaters, but it did the best when it came out on video. Yeah. Um, on VCRs, I guess back then, and it, it still has a cult classic to this day. Yeah. Um, in twenty sixteen, it was put in the Library of Con- Congress for preservation. Oh wow! For being historically, culturally, and aesthetically significant. Okay. So, this movie is based on a book. Right. Uh, the original title is called The Princess Bride, S. Morgenstein's Classic Tale of True Love and High Adventure, The Good Parts Version. <laughs> and it was written by a man named William Goldman. Yes. Um, so, there was never a version by S. Morgenstern. He's fictional. Okay. And so, there is like a fictional background for goldman as well like he like he has like this like big like epilogue section where he tells the story but it's all fictional 
and it's like meant to play in with the the plot of the book okay the story that goldman writes about the making of the book it's all fictional is that uh much like in the movie like this is what inspired what happened in the movie uh the princess bride was read to him as a kid by his father Mm -hmm. and he loved it but he never actually read it himself like it was Uh just read to him and so he looked forward to sharing the book with his son when he became a father and went to like great lengths to find a copy of the book for him and like gave it to him and he gave it to his son for his birthday and he was really disappointed to find out that his son never like got past the first chapter oh okay so then as an adult goldman actually went and read the book and he was surprised to find out that the book was largely like a satire of politics okay and stuff like that like actually pretty boring and his dad just skipped to the good parts yeah so this book is goldman's abridgment of the original book that never existed okay and um he also like structured it to make it like episodic right so that it was more like interesting to read right so that's like the 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 fictional setting of the book huh yeah uh the book came out in 1973 for the the movie goldman was a screenplay writer so he was largely like he was very involved in the movie, yeah. Yes. A little fun fact is that the two countries, Florin and Gilder, are named after different coins. Oh. The Florin is an Italian gold coin. Okay. Which is why some of the characters are like kind of Italian. <laughs> sure. And the Gilder was a Dutch gold coin. Oh. Um, and the, the origins of the coins influenced the countries. Like, so one is like kind of vaguely Italian. Yeah. The There's vaguely Dutch, vaguely German. Dutch, yeah. Yeah, so there was going to be a sequel. Really? Starting in the of 20- the book or the movie of the book. Okay. Um, and I guess maybe eventually they would have done a movie. Right. So in the twenty fifth anniversary edition that was put out, um, there was like an extra footnote for the anniversary, hinting at a sequel, but that Goldman was having issue publishing it really due to difficulties with the fictional original author so it was like him saying there's going to be one but he like doesn't know <laughs> when it's going to happen basically oh, okay was what he was trying to yeah. say and then later copies came out with a sample chapter oh of like the first chapter of the book which would have been probably called the, the one i bought i just bought it maybe that's pretty new uh it came with like the first chapter uh and the story was going to be called buttercup's baby oh it was about like buttercup having a baby and uh, I'm liking on his name, having a baby. Hmm. Um, and, the man in black. And they're, yeah, Dreadman Roberts. I think his Roberts. name was the man in black. Um, no, he, Wesley. Wesley. Yeah. Yeah. Their, their baby, or their child, rather. Um, and the one with the sample chapter includes, um, like, more fictional stuff about Goldman being upset that the, like, Morganstern estate gave the abridgment rights to stephen king oh. and not to him but that was fictional too that's weird like he's just making up this whole weird story yeah and when the 30th edition came out he gave more hints and promised that it would be out by the 50th anniversary in 2023 so it's like a running joke i think so yeah i think it's a running joke i'm glad they just chose to make the movie the the b plot be a grandfather reading it to his grandson well sick. i mean that was inspired by like his footnote thing Oh, it was? Yes. Oh, yeah. I guess it yes. was. Yeah. You're right. Um, I was listening. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so then eventually in 2007, Goldman admitted that he was just having issues coming up with ideas for the story. Okay. And in 2018, 
Uh, Goldman died. What? Without completing the sequel. Man, that's like his last joke. Yeah, I think I think it was kind of a running it was gag. A running gag. I didn't notice it until you pointed out, but it sounds like it's a running gag about yeah. people wanting more and him being like, "I don't know what else to give well, you." I hope they never make a sequel. I hope so too. I can imagine like some Disney Plus like. I can imagine Disney Plus doing like a limited series or something like that. I don't know how well it would go. That would just be awful. Sorry. Why are you popping I, I should, pussies? I should stop doing that. <laughs> All right, let me continue. Okay. Um, a fun thing I found in the Wikipedia article. So there was lots of like board games and stuff like that, but something that stuck out to me was well, board. Wait, board games? Yeah, there's a board game. That's cool. Yeah. You didn't write anything down about that. No. All right, go it on. exists. You can get it at, like Target. Um, okay. In 2008, a computer game came out. 2008. Called the Princess Bride game. What? Uh, and a lot of the voice lines were like done by like the actors reprising their roles. Was it like an adventure game? I don't know. I didn't look at any like gameplay or anything. I have to check that out. In 2016, a bar on Chico- or I'm sorry. I'm looking and not reading. In 2020, okay. A bar in Chicago was opened up that was themed after the Princess Bride. The bar was called As You Wish. Oh. And their menu featured 16 themed cocktails. Wow. In 2020, huh? In 2020. I don't know if it still exists. Yeah. Um also in 2020, during the pandemic, a and during like quarantine specifically a uh, home movie thing was released on quibi oh called home movie the princess bride yeah it was filmed during quarantine like it, it was genuine like it was filmed during quarantine by like a cast of ensemble actors right i think they were like actors hired for this thing but it, like it was set to look up to look like it was something people were doing for fun during quarantine okay and the plot of the show was that they were filming and recreating scenes from the movie to help raise money for this charity called World Central Kitchen. So this came out after Goldman died. Okay. But it got, uh, like, a lot of approval from Goldman's, like, estate. Yeah. So, and it was, like, endorsed by his estate eventually. Okay. Um, Rob Rayner also approved of the project and even appeared in the films as the grandfather. Oh. Or the, in the film. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it also featured Rob Reiner's dad, Carl Reiner, who you probably have never heard of. I've never heard of him either, but he's the man who created and produced the Dick Van Dyke show. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so that's like definitely how Rob Reiner like got his foot in the door. Yeah. He's a nepotism, nepotism baby. baby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so the film ended up being dedicated to his memory after... Uh, to Carl Reiner. Yeah. Because just a couple days after he filmed his scenes, he died. Whoa. Yeah. Who did he play again? He, uh... He played the wizard or something? No. So, Rob Reiner... He was the grandfather. Was the grandfather. Okay. And I think Carl was, like, a great-grandfather or something? I don't know. Okay. It said that they were both grandfathers, so I don't know. Okay. Moving along. Moving along. Um, then they also got like permission from the uh, original like or- or- orchestra person, the music person, to to use the music. Danny Elfman. Wait. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. I, I a, saw, saying a composer. I saw the name. They were just they were permitted to use the original soundtrack. Cool. And then also in 2020. 
the original voice cast got together, or the original cast, rather, mm-hmm. got together for a live virtual reading of The Princess Bride oh. to help support the Democratic Party of Wisconsin. Weird. Yeah, that's weird. Oh, the composer was Mark Knopfler. You've really got that one right. Mark Knopfler. <laughs> um, that's, that's what it says. Mark Knopfler. Knopfler. That's like knife. Knife. <laughs> In 2020, the original voice cast got together for a live virtual read of The Princess Bride to support the Democratic Party of Wisconsin for some reason. It was also quarantine. They were just doing something. Um, but really weird times. Additional cast that joined in to fill in for characters included Josh Gad, who, okay. do you know who he is? Yeah. Whoopi Goldberg. Oh. Finn Wolfhard. <laughs> okay. And Eric Idle. Who's that? He's a Monty Python. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. That's everything I got. Very cool. Lots of cool stuff. And also, people just love this movie. People love this movie. Yeah. I went up until now. I only saw it once. And it was like bits and pieces of it. I saw it once too. It was like just on TV, like ABC Family or something. I saw bits and pieces of it. I wasn't like attentive to the whole movie. Yeah, I didn't. I I think I started watching it like halfway I got the memes. I got the memes down. I was good with that. Yeah. But I never saw the movie for like what it was. Me neither. Until now. And I am so upset I never have. Because I really like it. Right? It's so good. I can't believe that throughout... Especially, like, when I was a kid, like, this never came on. Or, like, my parents probably never put it on or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Because, like, this came out, what, 87? 87. Yeah, my mom would have been, like, in high school still. Would she? I think she graduated in 87. Oh, okay. So, yeah, she would have been, like, right out of high Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, yeah, so. Because your mom was born in 69? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I was just like, wow, I never, somehow never saw this movie. And like, like every bit and piece of this movie is just like such a, a classic. Yeah. It, it's, it's not. Even when you watch it, like you feel, you feel how much like care and love was put yeah. into it. I forgot I wrote notes down for this. Hold on. Oh, okay. I didn't oh. write any notes. I need to bring back like bringing my notepad like to the movie theater and like that's, writing notes. That's what I wanted to do starting with with this one so yeah i, I need to bring more, it back. I have more notes for this than there will be blood oh okay so let me talk about a few things that really like stood out to me when i watched this movie sure. we watched this independently from each other because yes. lauren was busy i watched it like after work i guess russell also watched it after work but we got out of work at very different times yeah so i was watching it at like midnight which honestly is the mood that is the mood. Yeah, I had just like one of those lights on and was like just chilling. Yeah. It was so good. So the first thing I pointed out that really stood out to me was sure. that it starts with a kid playing like a baseball game on his Atari or something. Oh, yeah. And I was like. He's playing like Nintendo baseball. This is very our field. Baseball. Oh, yes, yes, yes. We love baseball. So the movie begins with. The grandfather um, reading to the grandson who's sick. Yeah, he's, he's, he's taking a sick day. Yeah, granddad's watching him he's for the day. He's watching him for the day, even though he's stuck in bed. Yeah. And he's starting to tell him the story. And it starts with, like, two people falling in love. And he's like, "This is a is this a kissing story? Is this a kissing book? But <laughs> this beginning part where, where Buttercup and Wesley, Wesley. are 
are falling in love with each other. Very corny. It's so It cheesy. is so cheesy. But it's also really cute. It is really cute. I said, I thought that there was some insane sexual tension, but this is true love. Yeah. And their phrase was, as you wish. Yeah, that's what he said. What is our phrase, Lauren? What's our phrase? Yeah, I was very sentimental when I was writing these down. Okay. What's our as you wish? What's our as you wish? Did you just fart? Pee pee poo poo? No. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever we say things funny. Okay. Like, uh. Clearly, this isn't love. <laughs> <laughs> when we. No, when we go like this. Oh, yeah. yeah this isn't. This is an audio medium. Russell and I have started doing this thing, I guess, somewhat recently. Uh, in the last few like months, as a joke? where we like put our foreheads together and our ends of our nose are touching, and we just stare into each other's eyes. It's not romantic. It's funny. It's just really funny. It's silly. Because Lauren looks really funny then. Yeah, you look funny too. So I originally thought that this movie was more like a Monty Python thing, mm. but it really isn't. We need like, to watch Monty Python. We watched that already. Oh, I watched that with you definitely. Forgot. it was before the podcast but we, we need it. to watch it for the podcast because i don't remember it okay i do remember uh i know that all the chain mail in monty python was actually crocheted and then spray painted silver okay i told you that before i think you might have mentioned that in the podcast before i'm mentioning it again it's very cool yeah um so i initially had the impression that this was like a monty python haha funny fantasy movie mm-hmm. it's really not like there are some like funny like silly moments yeah yeah yeah. it's more it's definitely a fantasy comedy i would say yes but definitely not like which is silly, kind of a rare stupid. it's a rare genre yeah but it should be explored more often andre the giant is based oh my god that was my favorite casting yeah he he was the best character he had he had stuff to say about like being smart even though he was a giant mm-hmm. and like light liking to learn Mm-hmm. I thought that was very nice. Like uh, subjecting expectations. Yeah, subverting yeah. expectations. Subverting, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so over the course of the story, the kid starts warming up to the story. You know? Yeah, like there's one part where it's like they're taking a break where he's eating a sandwich. Yeah. And the granddad's like, all right, I'll just stop now. And the kid's like, no, no, keep going. Yeah. He, he was loving it. Yeah. Uh, there was a line in this movie that really stuck out to me. Sure. Buttercup asked... Wesley, why are you wearing a mask? And he said, everyone will be wearing them in the future. <laughs> Do you think they, they pointed that out during the COVID live reads? I can only imagine. Do you imagine. think? I, I have to, we Maybe have to watch Maybe he was wearing a different mask. Yeah. He was yeah. wearing a face I, mask. I think that's so, now that I know like the COVID live read thing happened, yeah. I think that like when they got to that part, they were like, do we leave this in? <laughs> Do we leave this in right now? People are dying. They mentioned... So this takes place in like real... Not like a fantasy fantasy world, but like the real world. They mentioned like Germany and they mention Spain. It's, it's kind of like Genovia. Like yeah. it's if they live in fictional countries, but the rest of the world is real. Yeah. They mentioned that Australia is full of criminals, which we just recently talked about. <laughs> we did. And um, so it must, it must be set around like seven, late... I'm sorry, late 1800s that that would have been? I guess, but they're definitely like wearing like Renaissance type outfits. So yeah, I don't... very, very strange. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, we, we just went over that. We were talking about it on, on Discord the other day. Yeah. But overall, like, <clears throat> the plot is very 
like quick like it yeah. moves along it's a very it's, it's not a very dry adventure pace. very good pace every like scene has meaning there's no scenes that yeah. i can think of that are like i if you took that out it'd still be the same i think my favorite part about this movie was inigo montoya because his like he just kind of starts and he's like with the 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 criminals who Mm -hmm. i mean two of them turn out to be good guys in the end or i guess yeah two of them turn to be good guys in the end anyway but and he has to duel wesley Mm -hmm. and in like they take a break before the duel yeah and but like it doesn't feel like they're taking a break but like they establish him in like five minutes and everyone's like wow this this is a cool character Mm -hmm. like it it's very like i i haven't seen a movie do that right just have like maybe some tv shows like very like solid like not like drawn out or like an episode is a flashback of like his dad dying for the sword like very quick like all he had to do was tell that story we know he's very good Mm -hmm. and then they have a fight and the fight they both like kind of pull the same trick on each other yeah same trick (laughs) and he like doesn't kill him and you're like wow this guy's gonna come back obviously he comes back and he's a major part of the rest of the movie but i thought that just that part of the movie i was like wow this is gonna be like a really quick really concise Mm -hmm. story and it was overall Mm -hmm. there was um a guy named cummerbund in this movie okay yeah that's that's just the note his name's cummerbund yeah cummerbund uh and i said that i liked the soundtrack yeah i wrote that down too soundtrack was very nice uh it was like midi (laughs) orchestra you could tell that it wasn't live instruments that's what I liked about it. Like it was mm-hmm. like like synthesizer strings. It sounded like that a little bit. I don't I don't know if that's true or not. Maybe it's just like the eighties. Yeah. So all right, I was watching this at night because halfway through watching this movie, I get a notification on the Apple TV and it says Michael Lorenzen is three outs away from hitting and doing a no hitter. Oh yeah! And I had to stop watching the movie, so I wrote that down. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Um, Michael Lorenzen is a pitcher for the Philadelphia Phillies, mm-hmm. and um, I watched the last inning of that. Yeah, he, as opposed to the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes. <laughs> I don't think he'd be a very good pitcher for the Eagles. No. Maybe for the Seventy Sixers, they need somebody on that team. Honestly. Uh, anyway, um, but at this point in the story, halfway through, the kid's super invested. Yeah. Um, and the kid kind of like uh, mirrors the the watcher. Yeah. About being like, no, keep going. Yeah. Um, I really like the part where Buttercup was about to get married and the wench, like, girl bossed. Yeah, in the and the crowd. Like, said like, you know. She's like, you're so much better than this. You're better what than are this. You what are you doing, girl? Put your records on. <laughs> And um, I really like that part, and I wish it wasn't a dream. I wish that, like, derailed the plot. Mm. That would have been good. Do you have anything else you want to add? I feel like I'm just reading off my list. I mean, I, I didn't am. take notes. I just really liked it as a whole. It felt like one of those stories you do read as yeah. a kid. It felt it felt like a fairy tale book that I just never read. Yeah. Like, can you imagine just like, never reading Cinderella or watching Cinderella and then, like, watching it now? You'd be like, wow, that's, like... Well, it's also, like... Probably doesn't I've, hold up as well. I've read the original Peter Pan story 
it's yeah. very different than like the Disneyified movie. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, and also just like knowing the history of like the original like play performances of it. Okay, it makes it feel like so much more magical and fun than like what Disney did with it. Honestly, even the cartoon, like the cartoon movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. I'd say the closest the vibe gets is like that two thousand two one. Okay. Yeah. That was a good movie. You know what I mean? Like it just. Yeah. It didn't. It wasn't giving fun magical story adventure. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that phrase "giving." Oh, I I just say it all the time because it's like a word away from a complete sentence. The girls say it all the time, so I've. It's just a, like, giving what? It's giving. It's giving what? It's 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 giving. It's giving. It's giving you're not hip with the kids. That that isn't a complete sentence. It's giving geriatric. Just say one word after that. <laughs> geriatric vibes. Say just say vibes. Yeah. It's giving. Don't, what is giving? Don't hate on the kids, okay? That's this is like the first thing where I'm like, I don't get it. You're old now. Yeah, I'm old now. <laughs> it'll it'll happen to you. Well, maybe not. You work with kids. I work with kids. There was a nipple cupping machine. <laughs> That they used to torture Wesley. I forgot about that. And the sound of ultimate suffering was just a dude getting his nipples pinched, like, really hard. Yeah. Yeah. I, that was my favorite part of the movie. That because was everybody good. heard it and they're like, that was the sound of ultimate suffering. It was like the shot heard around the world. <laughs> yeah. It was like... <laughs> uh, it was like a war cry. And then, yeah. So, overall, I mean, there's not much else to say about the movie clearly it's a classic mm-hmm. we really liked it it tied up really well yeah the b-plot with the, the grandson and the grandfather was nice yeah that was really nice a like nice bonding back. time yeah um and then at the end he's like can you come back and read it tomorrow yeah that was really cute yeah just like very good wholesome movie cannot believe i haven't seen it fully through until 29 years into my life literally like there, i had some friends in high school that i think watched this movie like five billion times every summer mm-hmm. i think so yeah really good movie if you it's haven't so seen good. this at some point uh, go see it i really want to read the book now knowing like the weird lore behind it yeah because the beginning of the book i was confused i was like this is a really long forward yeah it's yeah. it's him like explaining everything yeah so maybe i'll read that through but overall very but also solid. just know that everything in the forward is like fictional yeah. So. Very solid uh, movie. Mm-hmm. Interested in the book now after what you said. But yeah, definitely like great screen. Ex- extremely. Criterion amazing. screen. Yeah. We're up there. It's giving Criterion. It's giving Criterion. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like like I said, like we. It's giving Library of Congress. Both the movies this in this podcast episode, we both really agreed on that were very good. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we haven't had, even with Barbie and Oppenheimer. Yeah, like those you are had just issues like, with those. This is just like, these are amazing, refreshing, breath yeah. of a fresh air. like Very good movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so, nice, cool summer night. You don't have many left. Yeah. Open a window. Well, and, I guess if you're in Australia, it's cold. Uh, it's It's almost spring. It's almost their spring. This is yeah. the perfect time for Skyward to watch it. Yeah, I'm sure it's, he's it's seen such it. a lush, beautiful mu- movie. Yeah, springtime I think would be the best time to watch it. Yeah, but um, yeah. So I would say. Wait. So 
in Australia, you know how, like, you learn the order of the seasons? Do they start there with summer, fall, winter, spring? No. I don't think there is an order of the seasons. In Australia? Yeah. Well, because their winter is when our summer is. So, like, you know how in school you learn, like... Oh, like yeah, when, like, the by the year. Yeah, there's, like, springs at the yeah, beginning of the year. Yeah, I guess it would be year, summer. Then it's summer, then it's fall, and then it's winter. It'd be summer, fall... Winter, winter spring. Winter, spring, yeah. Or winter, spring, summer, fall. It's not that complicated, Lauren. Do they say Zed in Australia? They say Zed everywhere but America. What the fuck? Yeah. All right, uh, let us know, Skyward. Let us know your Australian thoughts about our American... We need to get out more. Inquiries. <laughs> All right. Let's just go to Australia. Okay. <laughs> so that's The Princess Bride. Okay. Very good movie. So good. Amazing. We both liked it. I want to get it on DVD. On DVD specifically? I want to watch it again. Okay. Let's get the Criterion version. I'll, I'll do that. That's fine. Yeah. All we, right. Do we have a Criterion Wally? We do. Okay, good. That's the only other Criterion movie I care about. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and talk about our last section, Lauren. What is your screenless shout-out? Uh, I have, like, three of them. Okay, go for it. Uh, the first one is going to be uh, the inciting incident. I went to Hershey Park. Yes, you did. That's where I'm pretty sure I got sick from. It's either Hershey Park or work, but I'm fairly certain it was Hershey Park. Okay. I went to Hershey Park with our friends Amanda and JJ, I guess two and a half weeks ago now. Uh, I went on the 5th. I'm looking at her calendar. Yeah. Almost three weeks ago. Um, it was a lot of fun. We mostly hung out in the water park because it was kind of hot that day. Okay. And Amanda and JJ said that they were feeling water park vibes. Um, I... Uh, had fun. It was it was a very enjoyable Hershey Park experience. Um, my second screenless shout out is going to be uh, so shortly before getting sick, Russell and I went to the mall and we went to BAM and I happened to find one of my favorite series of books that I kind of forgot about that I read in high school. Uh, the first one is called Shiver. <laughs> yeah. And it's it came out in 2008, so it was coming on the coattails of Twilight. Um. And it's basically Twilight, but werewolves instead. Just werewolves. Just werewolves. Okay. Uh, but the lore is very interesting about how the werewolves work. How do they work? So if you get uh, bit by a werewolf, you become a werewolf. Um, but you become a werewolf when it gets cold. So like the it takes not the moon. No. And the, it, they, it explains in the book that, like, part of the reason why it was confused for the moon is because it gets cold at night, so they would turn at oh, night, and they thought it was the moon. Because the moon is cold. Well, night's cold. Oh, yeah. And um, so <laughs> the book revolves around uh, the main girl whose name is Claire. Um, A lot of Claire's. I think it's Claire. I, I kind of forgot. I, like, binge read the book. Okay. So... She was bit as a kid uh, by the wolf pack in the woods. She didn't know there were werewolves then. Um, but she was bit as a kid, but she never turned because shortly after being bitten before she had the chance to like gain her powers and stuff yeah. of turning, she wa- had a really bad fever. Like she got sick. She sweated out. And also she was left in the car by her dad on a hot day. 
<laughs> what? So being like in the heat so much. Killed like, the wolf inside Killed, her. yes. But she still had like the wolf senses and stuff. Inside you, there's a dead werewolf. <laughs> inside you, there are two wolves and both of them are One, dead. Both of them are dead. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, okay. So then, so she, like, even though she was attacked by these wolves, like, she became enamored with them. Oh, um, I'm sure. Like, she just observed them in her yard because they lived in the forest that was, like, behind her house. Wait, hold on. So these are just, like, wolf, not, like... Two-leg wolf people, but four-leg wolf yes, people. Yes, like the uh, the animal, the wolf. Okay, not like werewolves that on two legs. No, and they're also not giant, like how they are in Twilight. Okay, all right, all right. They're just regular just wolves. wolves. Okay, all right. I mean, wolves are big, but they're not like Twilight wolf big. Yeah, they weren't big. Wolves. And they didn't stand on two legs and like look like Skyrim werewolves. No. Okay, go ahead. No. Um. <laughs> I just need to know that. Yeah, and so... One of the wolves that she has always been, like, the most, like, drawn to, it's a black wolf with, like, yellow eyes. Okay. And so, the thing about the werewolves is, too, is that their features are based on their human features. Like, their eye color stays the same. Oh. And their fur color is usually, like, similar to the color of their hair. Yeah. So, that wolf, uh, as a human, his name is Sam. And he um, was turned when he was, like, 11 or 12. Yeah. Um, because he got bit by a wolf, but found the pack. Um, and so. You think the town would do something about this? Well, the, no, they're starting to now. Oh, okay. Because um, uh, uh, not too long after the start of the book, one of the boys that she goes to high school with, named Jack, he gets attacked by the wolves and killed. So then the town is like, okay, we need to go kill these wolves. And she's like, ooh, what if you didn't do that? So she does actually stop the hunting party that goes out by saying that her friend's out in the woods and they can't be going in the woods because she's out there taking pictures. Yeah. And um, I guess they just never thought to go back another day. I don't know. They, they kind of <laughs> didn't go back. Young but, adult um, novel. Yeah. So uh, Sam does. So like during all that, like a bullet does hit Sam. <gasps> and so when she gets home because she like just walks through the woods back to her house because it's like the same like woods that's in her yard mm-hmm. is where the wolves live. And so she gets back and she finds Sam like on her back porch like bleeding but human. Yeah. And it's November, so it's like it's really not supposed to be happening, but because of like the adrenaline he like turned back to human. Mm-hmm. She kind of doesn't question it. She's like you're the wolf. The Edward moment. Yeah, the Edward moment. I know where you are. <laughs> you got shot. Say it out loud. Just give me a bandage. <laughs> well, she ends up taking him to the hospital, but she like breaks him out of the hospital before they can really ask questions because like kind of like with uh the va- like vampires, like the wolves heal like super quickly. Yeah. So before they can really ask questions, they get him out mm-hmm. and she kind of just like harbors him in her room because her parents are like absent. So they wouldn't notice he was even there. Okay. So. They fall in love. They fall in love. Of course. Um, And... Uh, she finds... I'm just spoiling this whole book. Um, yeah. They fall in love. A plot ensues. Claire comes up with an idea for a cure, which is... So, the boy who was attacked at the beginning, Jack, he didn't actually die because, um, like, they, like, took his body to a morgue and stuff, but he, like, broke out of the morgue. Um, <laughs> okay. And, like, uh, wolf stuff. And... He regenerated. He just didn't die in... Maybe, yeah. Yeah. 
his sister Isabel goes to the same school and she goes to or no her name's Grace I got it very Grace. wrong oh wow she goes to Grace and is like I know you know something about these wolves because everyone knows that you really like these wolves so you know something and she's like uh I'm not at liberty to tell you and she's like, no, you're going to tell me. So then eventually Grace does tell her, like, and confirms because Bella kind of figures it out on her own. Her name's Bella? Isabel. Oh, okay. Isabel. Isabel kind of figures it out on her own. And Grace is just like, yeah, you're right. They're, they're werewolves. Isabel's mom works at a local health clinic. Okay. And they recently had someone in there with meningitis. And with meningitis, part of it is that you get a fever of like 106. Ooh. And uh, eventually your brain kind of melts. Wow. But so Isabel has the idea of like, what if we take like someone with meningitis's blood because then it has the, the virus in it and we give it to them and the fever heals them like it did help heal you. And Grace is like, I don't think that's a fantastic idea, but like we could just try because it's the Sam's. Fuck? So they only have so many years where they turn back and forth from a wolf and a human until they just stay a wolf forever. Oh, okay. And... For some reason, Sam, even though he was turned when he was like 12 and he's like 18 now, he, the last year didn't come back as a human. So he's like, this is probably going to be my last year yeah. being human. So he's like, I'm down to try it because worst case scenario, I die and I don't like being a wolf. So I'd rather be dead <laughs> than stay a wolf the rest okay. of my life. And so they give, they give both Sam and Jack this, the cure, which is like the, the blood of the meningitis guy. And so <laughs> okay. it doesn't work on Jack. But it does work on Sam. So he's like a human now. Yeah. So then at the end of the book, it's like this big dramatic moment where it's like Grace is like going and like getting ready for like, it's like Christmas break now. And the whole time one of her friends, Rachel, was mentioning like, you should come with me on this trip at Christmas time to like just get out of fucking Wisconsin or wherever we are. Um, I don't even know where they are. It's like Minnesota or somewhere like that. Okay. Uh, some place where it's cold all the time. All the time. Yeah, Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> and so she's like going, getting ready, and she just happens to be out like putting seeds in the bird feeder or whatever, or, like cleaning off the bird feeder of snow. And then Sam, as a human, walks out of the woods and she's like, oh, Sam. And then the book ends there. That's the first wow. book. And the second book picks up right after that. All right, let's not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways. Wow, that, that's a lot, Lauren. <laughs> I read that in like just a couple days while I was sick. While I was also watching um, Outlander. Outlander. Yeah. Wow, what a what a miserable week. <laughs> yeah. and, then, <laughs> and then my third shout out is on Saturday. So like two days ago, I went with Amanda to the Ren Fair. It was opening day. For Renaissance. Ren for Renaissance. Yes. yes. Thank you. Um, and, and you had fun. Had a lot of fun. It was probably like one of the most like well-enjoyed Renaissance days I've had there so far. Like we watched the activities because like there's this one thing where it's like, it's called like fight your friends. Yeah. It's the thing that Ben got kicked out of <laughs> when he was drunk. Um, okay. They like kicked him out of the Ren Fair altogether because he was like drunk and playing it. I don't know how he got kicked out. I was thinking about that. I was watching. I was like, what did he do to get kicked out? But I'll have to ask. Probably hurt somebody. Probably. So the the premise of the game is like you put on these like this like leather armor thing where they like tie balloons to your shoulders and one yeah. to like your helmet and you take these like plastic swords and you hit each other. 
Okay. And it's it's mostly kids doing it against each other or parents and their kids. Yeah. So it was just very entertaining to watch. Oh, no wonder Ben got kicked out. <laughs> Maybe they changed the rules after he got kicked out. Maybe. And now it's like parents and kids. I don't know. I mean, there were friends that went and did it too. Yeah. But it was mostly like kids doing it. But it okay. was a lot of fun to watch. Like a man and I right next to it is a pretzel stand. So we oh. got we got our giant pretzel. Yeah, we love pretzels in the 1600s. Yeah. Or whatever, whenever that was. Yeah. Fourteen um, hundreds, thirteen hundreds. It's whenever you want it to be. It's the run fair. Okay. Um. And uh, so yeah, we got a giant pretzel. We we got some different kinds of mustard. I found out that I do enjoy mustard. I just only like yellow mustard. Yellow mustard is the worst mustard. Yeah, there was like a spicy, like kind of sweet mustard that we tried, and then the other one I think was just like a Dijon. Dijon is the best. I like the stone, spicy one. Stone ground is good too. You might mm. like the stone ground mustard. Maybe we're out of it. By the way. Okay. Oh, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, and we just sat there sharing this pretzel and like watched it for like a good like thirty minutes. Wow. And I just walked around and looked at all the new stuff that opened up this year because there's a lot of new stuff this year. Yeah. Um, and I'm very much looking forward to going with her in the fall. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll go. <clears throat> Who knows? You'll have to get a kilt. <laughs> I apparently I will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So those were your, all of your screenless shout outs. You're all caught up? I think so, yeah. Okay. What about you? My screenless shout out. I'm kind of forgetting if this was my shout out last week. No, last time our screenless shout out was going on vacation. Mm. Did you do one with Will last week? I did. What was it? It was the water cooler. Oh! Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Yeah. So, you should really listen to the rest of that. I should. Also, while I was sick, I drank like five gallons of water. Yeah. I had to go for <laughs> We ran while. out in like three days. Yeah, in three or four days so we ran out. I was drinking out. so much water because so, my throat hurts. my screen the shout out is Philadelphia sports teams. Mm. Mm-hmm. I have been hiding long enough. This season, fall... And I guess the rest of the baseball season. Mm-hmm. I'm just rooting for Philly. Yeah, Toronto kind of fell off the... It's not that I don't... Yeah, it just... I'm <clears throat> getting to the point where I'm like, yeah, this is kind of stupid. Like, good or bad, I'm in the greater... I'm in the Philadelphia broadcast area <laughs> yeah. for sports. So I should be a Philadelphia sports fan. Yeah. Well, they're so, just doing really good. They're doing okay. Let's not, let's not get ahead they're of They're going to get a wild card. They might. Who knows? It's baseball. I think they will. We'll really know by the end of September. The statistics all say yes. We'll find out. But they're a fun team this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish I had cable. I don't wish I had cable, but like if I had cable, I'd probably watch their games all the time. I was going to say, you need to get the VPN to work so that we can watch it. I, I have it working on my iPad. You don't have it working on your computer. No. Or the TV. Yeah, I had to figure out what's going on with that because I definitely selected an area where I could watch it and it didn't work. Yeah, just select like Washington State. I selected like Colorado. Anyway, but that's not important. Um, I'm rooting for Philadelphia teams. As I mentioned in my notes for Princess Bride, I got to witness a no-hitter. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some great games over the weekend against Washington. Some good, some bad. Yeah. And... Um, Overall, I'm feeling the. I'm getting ready to feel the pain this fall. You know what? I'm getting you know, ready for. It's not going to end well. Um, 
That's fine. Maybe, well, maybe Mariners, not. Who knows? Mariners might make it. They're not in Philadelphia. I can't root for them. They are my shadow team, though. Okay, Let's be real. I'm also... really rooting for the Mariners. Yeah. But yeah, so my screen the shadow is basically just succumbing to my heritage. Because, mm. you know, my grandma, she's the big... Oh, my God. She's the biggest Phillies fan. Phillies, Phillies fan. and We got her a Philly Fanatic pillow pet for Christmas and, last year. And the Eagles and Oh, I kind of want one. Yeah, me yeah. too. Eagles, Penn State, Phillies. She doesn't like 76ers, but, you know, <clears throat> she also has some very weird things to say to me about... Anyway. Um, <laughs> Are you saying she's racist? No, she's just old. <laughs> like, she's not intentionally... Mm. It's just like when you're that old, like it just slips. Yeah, I mean you don't you don't have to care anymore. You're old, whatever. I just remember like when I was telling her like, oh, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put together some family tree stuff. She's like, all right, Russell. Well, I just want to let you know before you find out, some of your distant relatives married black people. What? And I was like, <laughs> okay. Fuck? Like when was it? Like the seventies? Okay. Yeah, they were allowed to do that then. It's legal. Yeah, I was okay, like, okay, grandma. grandma, that's not in our immediate family anyway. It wouldn't show up anywhere. But wow. Yeah. Um. So she just said stuff like that, but like, and she doesn't have a problem with it. But like back then, everyone had a problem with it, so you had to like warn people, like, mm. oh, Sharon, she married a, a black guy. Like it was, you know. They'd say worse. Controversy. Worse, yeah. yeah. Um, there was even a movie about it called Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Mm. It's like a guy who um, brought uh, his black girlfriend to dinner dinner with his white family. Isn't but I think it had a good message. What's that? It's not like Get Out's about. Yeah, but I think that's we more need to of watch like that. a deconstruction I haven't seen Get Out. That's, that's more of like a not, de- not deconstruction, like a horror. That's a horror movie. Blur. Haven't you seen Get Out? No. Oh, we need to watch it. Yeah. But, um, and they remade it later with, um modern hmm. actors and actresses but yeah. it was just called guess who okay but um but yeah back then it was like super controversial to be like a mixed race couple so like she mm-hmm. just still to this day she'll be like oh man well that's pretty wild isn't it and i'll be like no wow. not really i mean doesn't she know we're a mixed couple what you're a gamer oh yeah i'm a gamer that's right <laughs> and you're a sewer <laughs> So, yeah. So, anyways, my grandma's a big Philadelphia sports fan. Let's go, birds. I bleed green. Did you know what Tungan Donuts, they have an Eagles donut right now? Really? Yeah, it's got white frosting and green sprinkles. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Did you know every time they win, at least in the past, if they win on a Sunday, you get free coffee at Dunkin' in the morning? Hmm. Hell. I mean, I don't go to Dunkin', so I wouldn't yeah, know. Wouldn't I don't really bad. like Dunkin' coffee that I, much. Yeah, I don't either, but, like, I, I didn't I go there time. for the donuts. I don't go there for coffee. I was, if I want coffee, I go to Wawa or Starbucks. If I had to pick between Starbucks and Dunkin', I'd choose Starbucks. But the I real think answer we've is talked Wawa. about this before on the podcast. We have. But the real answer is Wawa. I took advantage of that free coffee, like, one time in my life. Really? Yeah, it just happened to work out. Mm. But, uh, yeah, so this... Does the Phillies have something? No. Hmm. But yeah, this this fall and winter and whatever next season from this point onward, putting on that red cap or that green cap, no, not the not the MAGA cap, the Philadelphia Phillies hat. Make the Phillies great again. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. Less so the Seventy Sixers, although I'd really like to get into that team right now. Yeah. 
And uh, I'm just going to enjoy Philadelphia sports. Okay. I'm going to fully embrace being in the area. Hmm. Okay. Make that my brand. Hmm. Can I go back to my strap for a second? Oh, my God. What else do you have to add? Oh, I was just going to say I am very much anticipating fall. Saturday was a really nice day. Like, it almost felt like a it fall felt day. It felt a little bit like fall, yeah. It was, there was, like, a nice breeze. It was, like, the perfect day for the Ren Fair. Opening day last year, it was hell because it was, like, 95. Yeah. <clears throat> this year, it was, like, high 70s, 80 with a breeze. Okay. And it was it was mostly shady there this year. Cool. Um, Like, I think they added more trees and stuff to make they it shadier. They just added more trees? I think, uh, genuinely, it felt a lot shadier than it has before. Like, Fully grown trees. They just added them. They just planted trees. Okay. I don't know. Um, well, that's really nice. Yeah, I went shopping yesterday accidentally. I went to Target for like one thing, but I bought a lot of things. Um, okay. Russell told me I had a woman moment, which I guess <laughs> I don't know. It's true. <clears throat> but I don't have that big of a wardrobe, so I don't have a lot of like clothes that I can wear. Yeah. In the fall at my current job, because previously I had to wear uniforms at La- work. Lauren's screenless shout out is literally just her whole life for the last three day- weeks. Yeah. That's all you did. Yeah. It's literally everything you did. Except for like sleeping and resting. Yeah. And working. Wow. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you have anything else to add to your screenless shout out that is five things now? No. It's supposed to be one thing, by the way. I just want to say that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to kick you. You did kick me. I'm sorry. She kicked me under the table. I didn't mean it. I did accidentally because I'm swinging my All right, foot. what's her time at? 2.13. Really? Man, every time I think, like, this is going <laughs> to be it. This is going to be the long one. Even when you edit, it's going to be down to, like, just It's going to be down to two hours again, yeah. So... I think we did a good job of keeping it pretty um, laser focused. Yeah. Yeah, I think Will will like this one. What do you want to watch next week? Did you just pause it? No. Oh, you just clicked something. I, I clicked away from my oh. sticky note. That's going to be it for the podcast this week, everybody. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for being here with us again. Mm-hmm. And we really hope that you enjoy this episode of the podcast. As much as we enjoyed the movies that we watched. What's the thing they say on PBS? Viewers like you. Uh, viewers like you make this possible. Do they? I, I We think lose money on this. We enjoy seeing movies. We, we need like to get the movie pass. Movies. Yeah, we need to get movie pass. Next week we'll talk about movie pass, a new movie and an old movie, and maybe a game that isn't Baldur's Gate. I feel like I'm still going to talk about Baldur's Gate, but okay. Maybe. I don't know what else I'll play. Final Fantasy Seven. <laughs> Other than Final Fantasy VII. Alright, so that's going to be it for this time, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. See ya. We don't want to be ya.